Hey, let's start the show. It's March 31st, 2011. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. I'm Will Smith. Joining me today, Norman Chan, holding an iPad 2 in his left hand. This is just an extra iPad 2 in the office. It's not my iPad 2. The office iPad 2 is what you're saying? the office one. It was convenient. It was handy. It's a iPad 2, not your iPad 2 or the iPad 2? My original iPad is is being used for photography somewhere. Okay. This is the beginning. Uh, To Garrett Norman's left. Gary Witta wearing a Team USA shirt today. Yes. That is a really yellow shirt. Like, yellow and blue are not new colors you normally associate with the USA. Don't blame me. Blame uh, Ralph Lauren. Oh, okay. This is, this is his doing. Okay. Yellow and blue are colors you associate with Ralph Lauren. Bright. That's true. Bright That's summer, summer like all bright American. primary. And yeah. it's such a warm day today. It feels like the first day of summer. It, Beautiful. It, dude, it is, it is spring. We're one week into spring. Yeah, but spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. It and is. Here we are down in our in our subterranean bunker. Well, you know what they say. March comes in like a wildebeest and out like a lemur. Is that right? That's what I always heard. I have no idea what that means, but it well, I think wildebeests are you know, sometimes fast, violent. Rainy Typically in animals, San Francisco, horns. January and February are the worst months of the year. It's, yeah. way, it's windy and Absolutely. rainy and cold, and then there's that moment where it changes, and maybe we've finally reached that moment today because today is glorious. Yeah, yesterday was very nice as well. Oh, First day this whole week, it's been building up to today. Yeah, eighty this degrees is, this outside. Is a peak. If it's better tomorrow, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to go ahead and get that up. I'm just not coming to work. Perfect wonder, WonderCon coming up on yeah. the weekend, mm-hmm. starting tomorrow. It's perfect yeah. weather. And and then the best part is last week it was so crappy with all the rain, but we it paid paid off because it washed away all the crap on the streets. Yeah. Well, the it's air is clear. Cleansing rain. Mm-hmm. No haze. It's really nice. Really, really nice. So uh, so for the next two hours, we're going to be sitting here in the in the in the basement in the tiny little sweaty room. With you guys. Thinking about outside. Yeah, thinking about how much we'd rather be walking to the ferry building and Occasionally getting Occasionally glancing a, a, around at how pleasant it is. Beef sandwich. That sounds good mm-hmm. as well. Poor yeah. beef. Perfect summer weather, a beef sandwich. Yeah, so um, let's... <laughs> <laughs> no, no comments about beef sandwiches. I love that pulled beef sandwich we had on Tuesday. It was delicious. I like the meatloaf sandwich. The meatloaf's good, too. I think that's what we're going to go for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Norm, what's, uh, what, have you, what have you been testing lately? Uh, well, we have the uh, Zoom review is zoom, on, zoom. online. Um, Run a Zoom Zoom. And uh, you got to watch the review. I think it's one of our longest reviews, almost eight minutes. Yeah. Um, it's and epic. And it includes uh, my thoughts on both the Zoom and Honeycomb. And uh, someone in the comments pointed out that exactly how I felt. And I, I'm glad it got across. I really, really wanted to recommend it. I really wanted to like it a lot. Um, but then I just couldn't do that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's close. Not, well, ready, not ready for prime time. One update away. It's not even that. It, it, not, it's totally usable, completely, completely ca- uh, it's capable, extremely capable. Um, but compared to iOS and compared to what else is coming out and for that price, I can't recommend it. Well, and, and the thing is with, with a lot of stuff that we test here at Tested, you know, phones and tablets and stuff like that, there is literally no reason to buy the second best thing. Like you, it's – the prices are the same or more expensive in this case. 
So, I mean, in that instance... Well, it's not even the second best compared to the iPad. It will be the second best compared to other Android Android tablets tablets coming out. I mean, and that's going to be the challenge for Android manufacturers. How can they ease ease that so there's no second best so that it's a a series of equals that have different pros and cons rather than one thing that's really good and then a bunch of crap. I mean it's it's going to change and we're seeing the beginnings of this now with like the new the new tab that, that looks really good and some other you know the honeycomb will, will come on and I think that we'll end up with a with a with a market as we said before that's more like the phone where you've got Apple eating one big chunk of the market and yeah. Androiding another big chunk and there'll, there'll, there'll be more parity but right now it remain it's it, it's still it still boggles my mind that you know unlike there's there's probably no other product category where you could say like with tablets there is literally no reason to buy anything other than the iPad unless you have some really vehement hatred of Apple and well, just won't have their product. Well, some people house. need like they need the micro SD slots. Yeah. They want easy way to trans. They don't hate iTunes and sit on the iPad. Um, they need easy ways to transfer the files over. You know, or they have an Android phone, right? But what, ecosystem, but, right? But what you have to pay in order to get those things is pretty egregious. You get well the the price you pay. You mean not the actual cost? Yeah, I don't mean I don't mean forking over the money. Although that's an issue as well because some of these devices are more expensive. Yeah, but also all the things that you give up in you know you you have almost no app ecosystem. You have all the jankiness that is still associated with with Android. So I I finished the like. I think probably the third rewrite of the iPad of my iPad 2 review last night. I, I originally had this like 3,000, 3,500 word just treatise. And I read it and I was like, this is, this is, this is, no, I'm not going to publish this. So don't, don't write treatises. Don't, didn't, no, I made a mistake. Yeah, that's, so I went back to it, did it again. It's down to like 13, 1400 words. And the thing that I came up with is that you know, this isn't a perfect product. Like there, there are many, many problems with the iPad 2. But what is the perfect product? Well, Okay, so the question is, is it not the perfect product because technology isn't there yet, because it could have taken more time to gesticulate? Well, there's a little or, bit of that. To, to, or I mean, gesticulate. Not gesticulate. That's, 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 that, yeah, that's right. Malaprop that's exactly yeah, what we were exactly. talking about earlier before yeah. the show. Um, I'm not even sure what, what I meant. I meant gestate. Gestate, gestate is that's what you were looking for. Um, or is it because Apple just didn't want to put the money and, and held off on those features because they knew that or, these are easy upgrades for next year? I mean, I think there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of the technology not being ready yet. I mean, the better I think it's better screen is the big thing. But I think the bigger problem is that Apple, the the iTunes, the big thing that that strikes me as a problem is the iTunes uh, limitations. Because I mean, there's no reason that you have to connect this thing to iTunes to use it. There's no reason that you can only that's sync never going to change though one one computer with the iPad. I mean, that is asinine if you think about it. Why do I have to choose between syncing this with my laptop, which is Mac, my well, desktop, I mean, which is a PC? Apple clearly is, is staying on that route right now for a reason. But you're right. What could the reason be? Well, the reason is it you know it, it encourages people to buy stuff from iTunes is what I think. Because if you – stuff – content you've purchased from iTunes, you can sync from any computer. You can lock it into iTunes. But like, like you said before, why do you have to – why is the first why, thing why you do? Why do I have to activate this thing with a computer? Right. Why can't Why can't it just work right out of the store? Well, and especially since the the when you buy one in the store, the people who sell it to you are actually apologetic about the fact that you have to plug it in and activate it. But but, but, but now I like don't it's know like we this... can take care of that for you here right how now. How do they do that though? They just plug it into the, plug it in. They plug it into the literally just plug it in. Don't even need to sign an account. Right. Plug it in and then it works. Right. The fact that is so asinine, the, the fact that it's not a sign up for an account, iTunes account thing. It is the fact that they, they just want you to plug it into a computer 
with it just iTunes. feels like such a vestigial thing. Well, right, and and the the single computer sync is even worse than that, especially after using a Zune or a Windows Phone Seven phone for a while. I mean, it's ridiculous that you can't connect this to multiple devices. And you know, I I have five computers with iTunes on them, right? One at work, a laptop, a desktop, my wife's computer, something else. Yeah. In order to manage, it's a constant pain in the ass to manage new songs that I purchase and make sure that they get doled out to everybody. Well, that's equally. that's the next step. That's got to be like cloud iTunes and having a shared iTunes that you can tap in a repository. Maybe revamping Mobile Me so that is all your data. I think well, all that is probably in the works. That is in the and, works. And you kind of are getting there be. now. I mean, because like you can't actually access your shared libraries and stuff like that on the iPad and, mm-hmm. and on the iPhone as well now, I guess. I haven't, I haven't updated my iPhone to 4.3 yet, but... I assume you can do that on the iPhone as well. I, I believe that's a, a thing they added, yes. Um, so, I mean, in that regard, it's getting better, but they, they've got to fix the iTunes sync problems. They've got to fix the activation. The screen, um, I, I did definitely notice some black backlight bleed through on the new screen, which is kind of a bummer. Um, I although, did as well, but not enough to kill. I, I, had to turn, I had to turn all the lights down and put it on a black screen for me to notice. Yeah, I mean, it. that's it. And you have to have the brightness cranked all the way, but it never shows up when you're just using the. No, in normal use, you would never the, notice the, it. The, the, even, even like when you're watching a movie with bars on the side. Yeah. I miss the, the little the rubber around the edges. Um, I don't miss that at all, actually. I, I miss that none. I thought it was, that was a good design thing. Now, because I see the glue sometimes around the edges. I think we should take that me. one back. I think that one's a de- defect, actually. Because the other ones don't have that if you've looked at them closely. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's coming. We'll, we'll, I don't know when we'll post that. We, I've got I've to do another read and normal read it and we'll edit it. And By the time you listen like to this podcast, you will probably – Well, that will be 4 o'clock this afternoon. So well, maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, if you listen to it by, listen to you, by, if, by the time you listen to the podcast the fourth time. Yes. Uh, so other stuff that we have been testing, um, I have – oh, I have this body need a fit armband. I'm wearing it right now. It tells me how many calories I'm burning. Does it? Yeah. How so does it do that? Well, it, well, we did a quick look the other day, but since you clearly don't watch the site, Gary, that's okay. No, I just have no interest in fitness. Um, well, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so what it, it has an accelerometer, a galvanic skin thing that measures the conductivity of your skin, how sweaty you are, and your body temperature. So, you know, your, your iPhone can actually do some of these things. Or I think the, like, the, the Nano also can do it with accelerometer. Like when you're running, the, the Nike Plus stuff. Uh, this is kind of like that, where it measures like how how much it moves to kind right, of to tell how much you're walking. But I mean, basically, it's a pedometer, run. right? Yeah. It's a pedometer, but this one has more features in that it also measures your galvanic galvanic skin response or how much you're sweating. How Can sweaty. it really be that and accurate how hot, about how many calories you've burned? It's it an approximation. Like, yeah, it would have to be some. Kind I mean, of it's, it's well the the only way you can get more accurate is if you actually hook a heart rate monitor up to it because that is a there's a direct correlation between your heart rate and uh, your your calories burned. Apparently, you are at zero point zero zero minutes of vigorous activity today. That's that's exactly one hundred percent correct. You've consumed zero calories. Uh, I haven't put any food in yet, but I oh, have, you have. Oh, that obviously yeah, you, that, have to do you can't. You that, put your food in manually. Now, when it can when it can actually read the food that's going into yes. your body. Well, so it's, that, 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 be, that will that need to go great. inside, like your yeah. You know, well, the food database is or, pretty good. Like if you put in, if you type in cheeseburger, it gives you a whole bunch of options for right. for different venues that sell right. cheeseburgers. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, it's we, also two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that's something that would actually uh, help you lead a more healthy lifestyle? I'm, I'm, I'm going to use it for a month, and we'll see. I, I weighed myself. I weighed 230 pounds when I weighed myself yesterday. That's not a, exactly awesome to admit on the public internet. <laughs> um, Wait, what did you weigh? 230. Yeah, that's what I weigh. How tall are you? Uh, 5'11". Oh, yeah, I got two inches on you. 
That's what she said. <laughs> Wait, why would she say that? Yeah, that makes no sense. I don't know. You said um, inch, usually that. You said <laughs> <way> in. <laughs> that, that's what she said. You're six. You're six one. I'm six one. I don't buy it. No, actually, you're pretty tall. I slouch. I slouch. Okay. Um, I feel much better about my weight now. What do well, you weigh? Dude, you weigh like 140 oh, probably. God, no, I weigh yeah. one, 157. Well, you're dense. We, see, we're, we're, <laughs> Thanks a lot, Will. Gary, <laughs> kind of an asshole. Gary, no, no, no. No, dense means muscle. We take up – Gary and I take up a fair amount of volume for our for our mass. Well, you and – but you and you're I – You're like a Rubens would, painting. We're both fairly pudgy. We're, we're similar body type, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I think I'm a little bit fatter than you. I, I don't know. I think I've got more – I've got more – You carry more it better than I do. You, you carry it a little better than <laughs> I, I do. I don't know. I get real bulgy <laughs> in the in – the, I, I, I've got a keg instead of a six-pack. Um, okay. So yeah, I've been I've been using that. I'll see how it goes. I've been tracking. I mean, it, it makes you very aware when you go in to hit the Ben and Jerry's at eleven o'clock, the the level of bad decision. Is you're that making. something you do? I've been known to do that <laughs> on occasion in the morning or evening. Well, it doesn't matter really. They're both pretty bad times. Both to go is to bad times yeah. to go. You need get to come up cream. with a range of ice Ben and Jerry flavors that are based on popular cereals, and then you could totally <laughs> rationalize. Oh, Honey Nut Cheerio ice what? cream. Why would I not have Frosted oh, Mini Wheat ice that would cream? Actually, how great would that be if they put like Honey Nut Cheerio crunchy bits in? Mm. I might smash up some Honey Nut Cheerios and put them in my ice cream and we see should how test that works. It. We should do a live show segment on Friday That's one a good day. idea. Next time, next time you're around on Friday, ice creams? We'll You know what the best Ben & Jerry flavor is? Uh, I like milk and cookies a lot. I like that. That's, oh, that sounds good. I mean, what is that? It's the bomb. It's uh, cream, cream. Uh, this is the most off-topic podcast ever, by the way. But it's cream ice cream with three different kinds of cookies. Chocolate chip. Uh, chocolate, chocolate chip, and something else. It may be off topic, but I'm willing to bet that almost all of our listeners like ice cream. I'd say that there's mm-hmm. a so pretty like, strong. Oh, oh ice cream on isn't to this. Stuff. Unless you're lactose intolerant, but there's there's even ice cream for those people. I, I guess there is. And there's and medicine for those people. people. Those yeah. people. <laughs> That's racist. Americone. I like the, uh, the American. Americone. Good. I was going to say Steve, Stephen Colbert's American Dream. I think is the best yeah, Ben oh, Jerry's yeah. flavor. Yeah. What about? Have you heard about this new Jimmy Fallon flavor that's got? Potato, I'm I, I'm anti that. It? it sounds bad. It doesn't sound good. No. I like Jimmy Fallon, though. I'm pro-Fallon. But I want to try this. I want to break up some uh, cereal pieces and put them in ice cream and see how that works. I think we should try that. Honey I, I know what I make. I make ice cream. cream. I would buy that. I we make ice cream Cocoa Krispies. Kind of I put those in, a, in that ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that could be Cocoa good. Krispies. Or, 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 uh, or the, the, the Pebbles. Gene has been talking about making Rice Krispie treats with Fruity Pebbles. Not no, not fruity pebbles. You or want the cocoa, cocoa pebbles. pebbles. But cocoa I think you can do both. I think cocoa pebbles would be the way. I don't know. We'll see. Pebbles. Pebbles were not meant to be fruity. So, uh, Gary, you just uh, sat down and recorded Apps of the Week with us, which is, I think, maybe the second time. We did that once before, maybe. I did it once before, yeah. briefly. Yeah. This was uh, more of a formal sit-down, and we looked at some good apps. I love the Family Feud app. For yeah, well, it, it's good. You should If you if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. It'll be on the site on Sunday night, I guess. Probably. For 99 cents. It's a great yeah. value. Uh, and that's iPhone, not iPad, actually. Right. Uh, and then, Norm, you just posted the best Android phones for your network network this morning. What's, that, what's, that goes up every month. I know. Month. It's every month. But it's yep. a, it's a March, good recurring feature, new yeah, phones the, this the, month. The big new one was uh, HTC Thunderbolt for Verizon. Verizon. It's finally out. Oh, do you have that here? We do not have we it. We don't have okay. it. We have to buy our phones. Now, I hear that's a big uh, battery guzzler. It is because it's on LTE 4G. Mm. And real LTE. Mm. Right, real 4G. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to mention, actually um, – uh, I think on a, on a previous podcast, we uh, someone called and asked about portable routers. Um, does that sound familiar to you guys? Yeah. Well, I, I'm a big fan of portable. No, no. I, t- I actually talk about portable routers because I use portable routers when I travel. And so I can so, pay one internet fee and connect like uh, my uh, iPad and iPhone. Sent, and, sent us one. Um, oh, cool. We might have to do a first look or a quick look on that. It, it, I don't think – I'm not sure if it's a new product. It might have been announced in March, but it's like a $80 – 
super small, like That's size, like a, yeah. size of a, like a cigarette lighter, almost portable router that will also work on like a hotspot and yeah. like a repeater and like a three G well, the, I mean, the, the nice thing is if you have um, if you have an Ethernet port in your room, you plug it in, and then you know you when you pay through that for mm-hmm. your hotel internet, assuming you're someplace that doesn't have free hotel internet. Then, then you can then share as many people as you want with that, which is what we did at CES, right? So, so with a full size router, yeah, exactly, and that that's one reason you might want to go with the full size router because sometimes this internet uh, place, uh, the hotel internet will they will know that you're trying to use a router and you have to spoof, you have to do some spoofing. Um, well, the reason the reason we had problems is because I fucked it up, frankly. Okay. Well, that that also but, is uh, the case, yeah. Um, but it's also nice uh, for the the Wi Fi feature in case like a hotel room won't have an Ethernet port. Oh, so um, this does this does repeating. This is repeating. That's nice. You can use that on the airplane too. Yeah. Um, does it have a battery then? Probably uh, not. No, no battery. Okay, plug it in. So no airplane. Uh, so let's just uh, unless you're on Virgin. Let's uh, let's jump straight to the news. Playing the music for the news. Amazon Cloud Music. I wrote, wrote cloud so many times in a story yesterday that I couldn't remember how to spell cloud by the end of the that story. That Cisco TV commercial that's going right now with the guy that's kind of trying to sound like Ira Glass talking yeah. about the cloud. Yeah. I just want to, I want to punch him in the face. Because he's not Ira Glass? Well, he's so like clearly Glass. trying to Why be – no, I love Ira Glass. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, trying to, but this guy's trying to sound well, Will, like Will him. Will in his anti-NPR ways. No, dude. I he, like he, NPR. Will, Will hates, hates uh, Prairie Home Companion. I do hate Prairie Home what? Companion. What? See, we talked about this before. I can't believe – That's unacceptable. That's, that's, it's the best thing on radio. It's it so it's, delightful. Prairie Home Companion is probably the best program that's ever been on radio. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would agree. And uh, <sighs> even their ads, when, when – when uh, Gar- Garrison Keillor talks about uh, warm biscuits and it's oh, oh, like, oh powder milk biscuits, yeah, yeah, fantastic. And he sings the song. And I've been unfortunately, I've, oh. I've got to see it live twice. Oh, you're and so it's lucky! Incredible, you're it's fantastic. So lucky. What? How? It's not. Like, it's like not liking puppies. Like, how can you not like it? I what? think that it is representative of something. It's 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 a it's a false depiction of America. It's not. Yeah, this it is. is honest America. No, it's not. It, it is completely it's, honest. It's, I, I, you're talking about like the, kind of the Lake Wobegon stuff? Yeah. I fucking hate but, that. It's so douchey. What's wrong indulging that kind of dreamy fantasy of yeah. small town America? It's, See, there, everyone, that is a lot Hold on. Here, here's the difference. Gary, did you grow up in a small town? No. Norm, did you grow up in a small town? No, I did not. Will, did you grow up in a small town? <laughs> yes. Lots of that is not the way fucking small towns oh, are. Oh, I get it. You're going to bring your traumatized childhood. <laughs> no, back. no. This is this about is you. Not about, this is not about that. It's just painting a picture of something that doesn't fucking exist. Just because you got locked down in the cellar and had to chop small down. Town you America. don't have to like the Lake Wobegon stuff. You can look. Guy Noir. Small Private Town America. Guy Noir, Private oh. Eye. Dusty and Lefty. I didn't listen to that. I, I've only listened to Lake Wobegon. I'll be honest. But But – it's just it's small town America is strip malls and it's it's not what the picture that they're painting. Yes, but Garrison you're, you're talking about is a funny Garrison, farm. Garrison Keel is a whole generation yeah. before you. He was talking about in the fifties. Again, that, it doesn't it, appeal to me. That's why it doesn't appeal to me. Okay. Do you do you listen to radio dramas from the forties? Yes, and I love them. Really? Oh yeah. There's oh, a whole channel on. Links. There's a whole channel on Sirius One Eighteen. I listen to this all the time. Jimmy Cagney and and James Stewart and uh, do know, they do the super what, racist ones too? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> That's you bad. know the Shadow and Dick Tracy and the yeah. Lone Ranger and yeah. all that stuff is great. Like you know, uh, you know science fiction theater is fantastic. It's using your imagination. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So anyway, NPR. I love NPR, but just not Garrison Keillor. And I'm not a big fan of Terry uh, Gross Terry. either. So basically, you love NPR, just not all the things <laughs> that it's most famous for. Well, Terry, well, I will tell you what I can't stand. I can't stand car talk. 
Oh, car talk. Oh, it's the best. I cannot stand car talk. You I'm don't just, like clicking. I, I don't like the the ribbing. These fake. Oh ribbing. my god. Because the it, it's so forced. Because they're they do it. They're non-stop. clearly friends. Well, no, they're brothers. They're brothers. They're, oh. they're, and but the ribbing. It's, it's a shtick. Like well, sometimes it seems like they try too hard to find yeah, everything hilarious. Too hard. You don't even like the you don't like the puzzler. I, I I do like the puzzle stuff, and I will listen. I, I like that it's very very informative, but I think their shtick is a little too forced. I like Michael Krasny. Do you like This Forum. American Life? I like This American okay. Life. Yeah. I like Radio Lab. I like uh, I like Marketplace. Yes, I like Marketplace. I, you know, I like Marketplace, it's entertaining. Except I cannot stand the way he says, "Let's do the numbers." Well, I don't like that. You're right about that. And he's, he has kind of like evolved. He's like he got a little self aware of how he said that. Like he used to do it like, "Let's do the numbers." And I, I thought it was so douchey. That sounds like NPR, Mr. Sulu NPR is one of the few things that I will donate money to. I give money to NPR every year. I think it's, I think it's, well, it's so important this. that we have programming. Like, like I, that I like giving money. It's just like the Wikipedia thing. I would love to give more money if I could somehow bypass it by giving money. It bypasses out the, the Jimmy Wales of, of the of the uh, the, the breaks, <laughs> right? Or they would just the, give the me a, pledge, mu- the a music, drives. yeah, the pleasure drive. If, if it gives me like a musical interlude or something, I'm going to tell you a secret. What I do is I um, actually give them money and then just listen to everything over the iPod. So I don't ever listen to the actual radio. I just have all the podcasts downloaded, plug them in, and right. I listen to it. But, but I like I that you feel like it's something that you should support. That's, yeah, that's that's right. I mean, I use proper, it. I, I feel like it's okay to support those guys. Yeah. Um, Cloud music. music on topic. Cloud so okay. Music. So how's this Amazon Cloud thing going to work? Well, it works now. I tried it out. I've I've uploaded this, like seven, eight gigs of music. To there it are two already. things going on. There's Cloud Drive and then the Cloud Player. Cloud right. Drive is really what they're selling. Is These that like are, a, just is that just like a big Dropbox? Just, just like a big Dropbox. Okay, a little more tuned for music. Although you can play music out of the Dropbox, obviously. All right. So let's do the music thing first. How does it actually? Well, it's, work? it's all one service. There's no. There's okay. So basically, what it is is you install an application on your computer, and then you say, "I would like to upload these files to this service." Okay. It is not transparent like Dropbox, but you have more control over it. And if you want, you can just say, "Hey, upload all of my music." When you say it's not transparent, it's not like drag and drop. Um, you have to open an application, and say, "Hey, check this folder." Or it will go and look in your iTunes library, Windows Media Player library, or whatever, and okay. pull everything. I don't want it to upload everything because you know I have physical backup. Like I'm using this as a backup service, basically. Right. I have physical backups of all of my physical, I mean, my CDs. I just have to go back and re-rip them. Which at that point, at this point, if there was some sort of horrific data loss, it wouldn't be that bad a thing because you know a lot of my ripped 10, 12 years ago before I really knew how to rip CDs, right? And it would be nice to go back and redo some of those 128-bit MP3s that I haven't bothered to dig oh, out of the archives. Right. On Also, I would be more selective about what I rip and what I don't rip because there's a lot of terrible music that I listen to in my youth that I don't need to have on a hard drive someplace. Anyway, uh, the neat thing about this to me is if you buy music from Amazon and you set Amazon to upload your music into the cloud drive when you purchase it rather than download it to you automatically – then it you, saves, you stays there download. forever. Yeah, you can still download if you want. But I don't know why you would ever want to do this because if you put in the cloud drive, it's there forever and it doesn't count toward your toward your limits. So the deal is you get five gigabytes free for having an Amazon account. If you buy one album this year, you get 20 gigabytes free. For this year. For this year. Um, and then, you know, it's a buck a gig basically up to a terabyte and uh, per just, year. Really and, then, so, and then when I want to play the music, how do yeah. I do it? Uh, so you can either you can either download it to your computers, which is easy. There's you know there's a tool that lets you do it. Or you can just do it from the website. And, play I, I'll the play, website. and I can play it through iTunes the way I usually would. And play it just it like my, anything else. My devices exactly. Okay. Or you can 
uh, access it from the web and just hit the play button and it'll work just like a kind of JV jukebox software. Like there's a special website that you go to? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Amazon.com slash CodPlayer or something like that. Okay. Um, and that works pretty well. I mean, I, I've used both. And that's great because like, you can get your music wherever you are. Yeah. You can access that website. Yeah, I mean, the, the real benefit to me, though, isn't the, the – I'm not going to pay $1,000 a year to upload, you know, two or 250 bucks a year to upload 250 terabytes uh, – gigabytes of music to the internet. Right. Right. I don't, I don't have care. anything like that much, but okay. Well, it's because uh, – it's all high bitrate stuff now. Like, yeah. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's my – I rip everything at like 192 kilobits a second, but I stopped ripping five years DBR. ago. Um. The, the the well yeah but Amazon the, the what's the Amazon, Amazon music you buy is probably like, like one twenty eight isn't it no 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 it's one ninety two or yeah one ninety two or two fifty six yeah. depending on the music okay um the the upshot though is that I don't think anybody's gonna actually uh, I think very few people are gonna pay for this I, I don't imagine well, well the, people, so don't the, know how to stuff the five, on servers the five gigs are free right five gigs are free which is more than you get free on Dropbox Dropbox uh, gives well, you two gigs for free it's sure. easy to get ten gigs free. Yeah. With all, Dropbox, with all the referrals right. and all the other stuff you can do. I don't know. At this point, it's Dropbox. I, I, I know very few people left that would want a Dropbox referral. They've already got it all. Well, that there is that. I mean the thing about Dropbox for me though is it's more general purpose. It's about having files. Like, basically, instead of using a file server in our office, we just use Dropbox. I mean right. I don't think we have a – we have a file server, but I think only Dave uses it at this point. Um, and, and if I want to share a file with you or something like that, it's super, super dead easy. There's some weird problems with Dropbox. I don't think this is, I mean, I, I know that these two services are doing the exact same thing because you can upload whatever you want to the Amazon thing. It doesn't have to be music files. Um, but I think Dropbox serves a slightly different purpose. So what, um, what, what's going to be the point of this Amazon cloud the, thing? The point of this is that this is a very compelling reason to not buy stuff from iTunes and other stores. Because right now, if you buy something from iTunes, you accidentally delete it, your hard drive crashes, your laptop gets stolen, whatever, it's gone. You can only download it once right. on one computer. Right. Well, I mean, you probably have a backup, right? You probably have, well, you a, should. have a local. You should, but you should, you, like everything on my computer is backed up on a, on a time capsule. Right. So that's good. Right. But if my house burned down, You're fucked. then you want to have something off-site as well. Right. You don't right. have that. Yeah. Well, I do for like crucial work files, but not for all my media because that's a lot more storage. Right. And then you are going to have to pay – Probably monthly or yearly for that. Service. Right. I mean, you pay Mosey something uh, twenty five bucks a year or something like that. Right. The the so the benefit here is that if you save your music to the cloud drive, then it's accessible forever, basically. So you can just download it again whenever you want. Well, from for as long as you're you willing want. to keep, pay for the service. Well, no, no. If you buy it from Amazon, oh, anything you've bought in the past from Amazon, it does this doesn't apply to, which is a bummer. Anything you buy from Amazon going forward though is stored in the cloud drive. It's there forever. And, and, and you, that's don't have to, that you don't happens, have to pay anything for that's it. That's something that happens automatically. When I buy an album, I get a downloaded copy and it also goes up to the cloud. Well, there's an extra step. So you have to say anytime I buy an album from Amazon, I want to download it to this computer, right? That's really easy to do. It makes keeping the whole thing in sync a lot easier. It's a kind of confusing service when you when you when we're talking about it. I'm realizing now the Amazon downloader, by the way, is very good. Yeah, it, it just it dumps it straight it puts into, iTunes, into my everything. iTunes or yeah. whatever player you've designated. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a. I've been using Amazon for a long time. I, I mean, I, I started using Amazon because they didn't do um, DRM. You know, when they well, Apple doesn't ever. anymore either. Apple doesn't anymore either. But Apple does still do AAC files, which are, I mean, not bad, but a little less compatible. Than if you ever want to use anything other than an iPod, that's right. a problem, right? Um, no, I mean, AAC works on everything at this point. But Zune will play AAC. Zune plays AAC. I think you might have to change the extension though from M4A to MP4 or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Doesn't really matter. The upshot is this is a compelling uh, uh, service that Amazon is offering. Now, do you think iTunes is going to have to match this? I think both iTunes and Google will have something similar. Yeah, I, I like 
Um, I, Apple bought Lala years ago and hasn't done anything with them that we've seen so far. And so. we know that they've been spending a lot of money building these massive data centers, right? Well, that's the that's the word on the street, yeah. Um, and Google, of course, is in the digital locker business as well. I mean, I, I think this whole locker thing. One of the things that's come that's uh, as I've been using RDO for the last few months for music. I haven't bought any CDs in ages. Um, using RDO, I have I have very much realized that the problem with paying services is that the rights that they have with collections changes. So, for example, when I first signed up for RDO, you could play uh, John Lennon's Imagine. But at some point between then and now, that right has gone away. So Imagine, which is in my collection, is no longer playable on RDO, which sucks. Right. And we've seen th- th- these stories come up all the time. You buy 1984 on Kindle and the next day it's been well, that's a little different. remotely wiped. That's a, that's a little different because with the, RDO, I'm paying for a service, right? right? I pay five bucks a month or 10 bucks a month for access to the music that they have on offer. The thing is, like with Netflix instant streaming, RDO is more akin to Netflix in this case, right? Um, with Netflix – you know, one day Blues Brothers is there and then two weeks later it's gone because the deal that they had that it gets them Blues Brothers is temporary. So, you know, if you're interested in collecting and you want to always have Blues Brothers available or always have John Lennon's Imagine available, the way to do it is to pay $5 for the MP3 or $20 for the DVD, right. not to pay for a streaming service. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to have to at some point get over – there's still a little bit of a – of a mental block I've got to get by the idea of saying, well, okay, my, my whole music collection is exists remotely now. Yeah. And if that company, let's say, because this happens all the time, the internet business, it goes under my music collection gone in a puff of smoke. But the point, but I think the point is that we don't like what the Amazon cloud is offering is not, migrating everything over into the cloud but giving you both online and you own it yeah, online it, and offline. It's collecting but but it's not a monthly service fee. I mean it's not you're you're paying you're paying for the individual items, not paying ten bucks a month for infinite access like you do with RDO or Zoom or whatever. People hate upkeep. Yeah, I mean I, I there's nothing that makes me sadder than having to maintain my media collection because that I feel like that's something I should never ever have to think about. But you can also use this cloud like a Dropbox. Just put anything yeah, you, you can want put whatever in you there. want in there. Okay. Yeah, and if you want to pay it's like I said it's a bucket gigabyte up to 1000 gigabytes. It doesn't sound they've got it doesn't sound like they've got any as robust as Dropbox though, with the really easy drag and drop and like iPhone apps Not and yet. it's just so easy to get to your Dropbox stuff. Um, well, there's Android apps, there's no iPhone apps. I would be surprised if Amazon is going to roll on an iPhone app cuz I, I mean Apple won't let them put the Amazon MP3 store on on iOS, which is you know another one of those things that sucks about Apple. Well, the store is one thing, but just you know, the Dropbox, an Amazon version of Dropbox, wouldn't. Well, I think these are pretty way. tightly tied to each other. So mm. I would bet that at some point we'll see an HTML5 version of Cloud Player for Amazon. Right. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean that's that. The other side of it is, of course, the record labels are probably going to sue them because it seems like they don't have any kind of licensing rights for this. Uh, Amazon and and. I mean, Amazon is saying – Amazon, it seems like, started negotiations and said, you know, we don't really think that we need licensing rights for this because this is a fair use thing. So we'll see how that goes. It will be an exciting lawsuit for everyone involved. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Next up uh, – well, of course, this is a big deal. The WWDC invites went out last week, the announcement of dates and all that stuff, pricing. And along with that is a rumor that uh, has sprung, I think, mostly from the verbiage on the WWDC site that there will be no hardware announcements at WWDC this year. Well, also um, – So what that basically means Jim is Jeff, uh, WWDC for the last few years has typically been the place yes. where they unveil the new iPhone. Right. Yes, correct. In the, in the blurb that we're seeing for the, the, the preview, the teaser blurb, is talking only about iOS and OS X. Right. So some people have inferred from that that they may not announce – A new iPhone. A new and, iPhone. And also the guy from Infinite Blue, I forget his last name. Um, 
him and his uh, very uh, golden sources have have also confirmed this. So I have a theory. Okay. We all know that when Apple announces a new iPhone, sales of the old iPhone basically stop. Same thing for all the Apple products. That's why they announce shit and then start selling it on the same day or as close to that as they can. We also know that the reason they haven't been able to keep iPhones secret up until this point, and iPads for that matter, is that the FCC requirements for the cellular radio transmitters usually takes about a month to clear. That's why the iPad 1 went on sale as a Wi-Fi only, and then a month later, the AT&T version came out right, for sale. Right. Interestingly, with the iPad 2, the turnaround from the announcement to the launch was about 10 days because it was Wednesday to the Friday after next. So I think that Apple has managed to accelerate the FCC time or has some new super secret method where they don't have leaks out of that or something. I don't know what the deal is. The upshot is the time between the announcement and the launch is much, much shorter than it has been before. And I think it's because they've accelerated that FCC process. So I think that they can do – another iPhone event later in June and still have an end of June, early July iPhone 5. Yeah, because I think what we what we very quickly settled down into is the idea that there's not going to be a new iPhone this year. Insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Because as you rightly said, and as many other people said, Apple likes making money. I heard that Apple likes making money. Norm, did you, did you I, I hear they're true? pretty uh, good at it. I, I hear they're going to hit $100 billion in revenue this year. Yeah. Yeah. B- biggest company ever. And people like buying new iPhones. Makes people happy. I know Not, at least one person likes buying new iPhones in this room. Well, let's be fair, Norm. I think there's more than one. <laughs> we, we've all at bought least, a lot of iPhones. I think, you, I think all of us except for me have had all of them. Between the three of us. Got to catch iPhones. them all. <laughs> I think I may be the only person who's been in the line on launch day for every iPhone. Yes. Yeah, I didn't buy the first one. Even the launch. ones you got, even after the iPhone 4 like, got shipped to, you were still in the line the next day for that's the true. iPhone. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> to show off your iPhone just 4. I want, just because I, no, I just wanted to be part of the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> best way to be part of that the experience. Free coffee and a bagel in the morning. That's right. Yeah. Mm. So, showing solidarity for my Apple brand. Well, and also, hey, I have an iPhone 4. Do you guys want to check out the thing you're waiting in line to buy right now? Wait, so hold on. So why, yes. so why not announce it? Why do it later in the month? Well, because because if they're not going to start selling it until July, WWDC is on the thirteenth, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth. Saying they they want to close that window, they want to lim- they want to minimize the number of days where people stop buying the current right. iPhone. Right, I right, it. and by not by not announcing that they're going to be talking about new iPhone hardware for the WWDC invite, that means that they can put the invites out for a Wednesday event on Monday. People will get here in time. They'll have ten days, and you'll buy it at five o'clock on the next Friday afternoon. So that ma- that, that does. It's not a. It's not a consumer friendly move though, because it does maximize the number of people who buy a new buy an iPhone and then get home and the new iPhone. I'm going to tell you a secret, Gary. What Apple is not in the business of making people happy. Yes, they are. They want to delight their customers. Yeah. Well, the iPhone four is a revolutionary, magical piece of hardware today. It'll just be slightly less magical when the iPhone five comes out in a month. Well, and they'll let you return it for up to thirty days and get the new one. That's, that's, the, other that's thing. the good part. And yeah. you and you raise an interesting uh, question there. Is that the other thing that's come out of this? And I know that Norm is believes in this theory. Is that what we will see this year probably won't be an iPhone five, but 4G. maybe like a four four S or something. Yeah. Well, so there's two ways because you go from the original iPhone to iPhone three G and then the three GS. Three G was a radio upgrade and and some minor you know and, and software and the three GS was a speed upgrade. Um, it could be a, a guts thing, so it could be a speed upgrade, dual core. Could be a capacity a, a dual, upgrade, dual core. Capacity I think we'll see a five. I think and, it's safe to say we'll yeah, see a five. Yeah, so that, that dual core capacity and, and more RAM. Phone. Um, or it could be possibly there's there are also rumors that it will be a, like a radio upgrade, so it'll be LTE. What no chance? I, there's no no. We're not going to see a four G phone. 
Um, the, the 4G 4G chipsets aren't aren't battery. They're, it's they're the, too battery hoggy. It's it's hard. Like unlike the iPad 2, where you could very easily point and go, well, they'll do a camera. They'll do. They'll make it a bit thinner. They'll do this and that. And most of the speculation turned out to be correct. It's it's honestly hard to imagine right now what what the oh my god big next update to the iPhone currently would be. Well, you, it's you, easy to think about spec bumps and capacity. Those aren't sexy. There's no like last year the big sexy thing was the was the form factor redesign and the Retina display. Right. It's hard to imagine currently what what the next version of that would be. You know, the back of this thing is made of glass. Yes, I do know that. I think that that's probably going to change. Why? Well, because it explodes when you drop it. Well, well no, mine hasn't we, we, exploded. We, we made the and argument I've dropped, that I've dropped this thing three or four if times. If it's made now, of glass, you should knock on wood. Then the attach rate for cases. That's true. Is is almost the 100%. attach rate for accessories is very high when it's made of glass. And now that we all know they can't, they can't, they won't have to give out free bumpers next year. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with iPhone 5, iPhone 4S, iPhone 4M. I think that they're sticking with single number names. I don't think we're going to see any modifiers on a number. I think even if it is a minor upgrade to the iPhone 4, they might call it the new iPhone 4. They might call it the new iPhone 5. Uh, you'll note that the iPad 2 boxes don't have iPad 2 on them. They just say iPad. That's well, right. that's, that's different. Is it? There's a, there's a weird delineation. Sometimes yeah. it's iPad 2, like in the marketing materials it is, but on the device itself, it's not. Right. And you go to the you store, it's keynote said right. the year of the iPad 2. Right. Yeah, it's weird. It's the iPad 2, but it's also just the new iPad. I'm not, well, they don't call the MacBook, this year's MacBook, the MacBook 7. Well, on, all oh, no. the, on all the phones, just say iPhone, iPhone. on the yeah, back. Yeah, and exactly. say iPhone 4. And in the box is iPhone 4. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make any bold claims about buying or... Don't, it's too early for that. Yeah. I think we'll see... Um, a spec bump. I don't think it will be a sexy upgrade this year. Um, you know, there are rumors of a larger screen that would put it more in the realm of these big gram crackers. Yeah, the edge-to-edge screen makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the one thing that I think makes a lot of sense. But I don't think actually. it'll actually be a bigger phone. Maybe a little bit wider. I, I mean, you look it at could these, be a little bit the, bigger. The, and the no trend in Android phones is for these big displays, right? It's, it's, I mean, I have to say it's nice. After using a bunch of these phones with four-inch screens, it is nice to have a big, giant screen. Mm, I agree. I mean, it's, it's a, there's a lot of space. The keyboard works better. I've got screen envy from a couple of these larger yeah. iPhone uh, well, Could you sacrifice pixel density? Absolutely. No. No, the, no, the, the sharpness is still the best you're, thing. You're not going to sacrifice enough pixel density to notice by increasing that screen a half mm, inch. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, dual screen Acer notebook. This thing's crazy, Norm. Um, this was on the site the other day, and it, yeah, it's it, actually there. It just looks ridiculous. Well, it's it's the Iconia, and uh, they announced pricing, uh, about twelve hundred bucks for it. Uh, it's basically like that Kyocera Echo that I saw at CTIA, but a notebook form. Um, so so just to paint a word picture here, it's a notebook where it's both sides. There's no screen. keyboard. There's no keyboard. It's another screen. So it kind of looks like a laptop version of a DS. It looks like two iPads yeah. stuck together yeah. at a hinge. Okay. And then the you keyboard down part here. could be – What would know, be the lower be- screen could the be benefit keyboard. of that? Um, then you can have both screens. If, if, or you could, I'm not sure if it's just – I think it's just capacitive. I don't think there is a digitizer in there or um, pressure-sensitive screen. So you couldn't really use it for art. Um, but you're – Wait, so could, so could you use the bottom one as a drawing tablet? You, I mean, it, it'd be capacitive drawing, so it'd be like the iPad drawing. Yeah. It wouldn't be like a you – You're not going to have 256 and, layers of, of pressure sensitivity yeah. or anything like that. So Okay, but it, it seems like the, you're taking away the one thing that makes laptops useful and is necessary for real work. Which That's kind of what keyboard. I thought. That was my thought initially. People, I, th- I think they believe that people are comfortable typing on virtual keyboards based on the iPad. I'm, I'm comfortable, but I wouldn't want to yeah. write a whole thing on it. I wouldn't want to work with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I think the most anyone has ever written on the iPad keyboard probably the first iPad reviews. 
Yeah. Well, right. same thing for the iPhone. I mean, the first, first, yeah. I wrote this review on just the for iPad. the gimmick of saying yes. This was all written on an iPad. Well, I wrote my iPad review on the iPad, but I used the dock with the keyboard, which is really a miserable experience. I understand why they didn't bring that back for the second generation iPad. Yeah, smart idea. Um, so yeah, I think that thing looks crazy. I think I'm going to see if I can get that in. I, I'll, I'm going to call Acer because okay. I, I want to test that out. It looks bananas. Uh, the Boxy May update is out, or is uh, the announcement of what's coming in the Boxy May update? Yep, browsers will browser will be updated. Yeah, they're, they're going to fix the the uh, lay, overlay UI a little bit. It seems like I still um, don't have a boxy box. I'm I'm happy with you're really sticking using. with the WWDTV. Yep. I mean, the thing is, the good stuff about the boxy box is it remains the DVD streaming, the you know the ripped content streaming, not the web video. I have no interest in watching web video that isn't from an app. I mean, the lesson the lesson of all of these things, the Roku box, the boxy box, all of that, is that the you need some sort of a wrapper <laughs> to protect your TV from the web. Now, that, that's what I want for my Apple TV is I want apps. I want video content apps where, yeah. I, where, I, can, where I can go to like a little chiclet app screen like I see on my iPhone or my, or my iPad. Yeah. And I want a little box that says uh, tested or whiskey media. And I want to click on that and I want to get nice app video on my TV. I think that's probably the most terrifying thing, terrifying thing in the world for Comcast right now. Just the thought of an Apple TV that has – uh, taps into the iOS developer base, but it's—I mean, you know—we're already seeing it with the—I mean—they just added MLB TV in the NBA. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it seems like it's, it's going to be going in that direction. It's—I mean, absolutely. There's a very specific reason that that thing is an iPhone four with eight gigs of onboard memory. The Apple TV, so too. it can run apps. So it can run apps, right? Yeah. Um, Rim Playbook launching. More, no, no, more uh, okay. home theater stuff. Uh, this actually just came out. Uh, Hollywood, there are a bunch of studios. I think Time Warner, Sony, and a News Corp. Um, I guess Comcast now because they own NBC. Okay. Uh, they're going to uh, start a, 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 a test program, a pilot program to uh, have $30 movie rentals for movies that are still in theaters. I remember when we first heard about this when Mark Cuban was talking about it like four years ago. Yep. DirecTV and Comcast, some Comcast markets coming soon. I think it is a terrible, terrible idea. What was the Soderbergh movie you could rent uh, while I was in theaters? The Girlfriend Experience, the one with uh, what's her yeah, name? Yeah, and he did it with Bubble as well. Yeah. How much was that though? Sorry. I don't remember. Although I was browsing my Apple TV the other night and I was, I'm actually interested in this. Rubber. The, Rubber. The, no, the new, well, that too. Yeah. But the one that caught my eye was the new Takashi Mike movie, oh. uh, 13 Assassins. Yeah, yeah. Which is this really cool Japanese samurai movie. Yeah. And it's not in theaters until next month. But it's but on you Apple can TV it for now? No, you can rent it for $9.99 right now. In Dude, HD I'm totally doing that a special deal. And there have been those kind of deals like on demand on Comcast. Like here's, what was that, Alien movie, but it was... Uh, uh, the, the effects house one, not Battle for LA, but the other no, one? No, 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 The one that was supposed to be the new District 9, like, but uh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, Honestly, if all if that's how all new releases came out, I'd probably never go to the cinema again. But here, here I'd, only go I'd for, be perfectly happy about it. I'd go for big summer movies, and that's probably it. But my TV is like seven inches smaller bucks, than yours. I think it's so. perfect, because you're paying $10 a ticket, basically, right? And you, we all have nice TVs. You know, some of ours are nicer than others. Um, but, Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who bought a Samsung. Yeah, so you, it's not yeah. my fault. It's, uh, since you've got the smallest TV, you're probably the one who's least feel least able to make that. But my TV is better than his because he bought the yeah. Samsung and the Panasonic. Oh, no, that's true. Mine, better. Mine is definitely great. No, his is good. His is fine. It's just small. Yeah, inadequate. Yeah, yeah. Will's a small. My room. <laughs> Five it, inches. It's my room. Um, it's not about the size of the TV. It's how you use it. But if you sound if, like if real you're assholes, by the way, it's kind of the assumption that this is like a group viewing thing. And so it's really aimed for people who go to movie theaters in groups, like at least three people, right? So at least – I like to you know, go uh, – well, 
Well, except, I mean, if you go to the movie theater and you have to park, right? Yeah. Well, see, see, here's the thing. The the big screen movie experience that you're talking about is is great, but it's mitigated by, A, having to leave the house, B, all the douchebags that you, that I I always... I always have low level anxiety when I go to the movies because I'm like, who's who's going to be the dickhead who's going to ruin gonna the movie for me? You're going to get in a fight. Depends on the movie yeah. theater you go to. I would. That's right. I, I want to make the counter arg- argument and say that when I watch movies like at my house and I have a bunch of people over, it's really hard to tell people to shush during a movie because no, there's a lot not. of social things going on in the in the cinema in the movie experience. In depending on which theater, do you, you go shush to, people? No one. People actually don't talk that much because you're you have the the cinema. You're in the cinema. And there's the expectation that you stay quiet and watch the movie. I would in I, someone's living room. People are making popcorn. They want to go to the kitchen and talk. And you know, you're inviting the wrong kind of people over. See, so this is the I difference. Want to, in your maybe, home, maybe, you have maybe you have control the, over who comes into yeah. your house. In the in the movie theater, you got no control over who you're watching the film. Different. When we were watching The Walking Dead at Gary's that time, I was afraid to shift my seat for fear I'd make a little. We bit turned of noise. the lights down and we made it a movie type experience, and yeah. everyone was respectful of the experience. You know what I'd like to do? But you could also uh, – the other thing is you can also charge your friends. Like no one would uh, – you couldn't say, hey, this movie is in theaters, but I'm going to rent it for $30. I want to chip in $5 and, and watch it in my place. Like I, I wouldn't like, do, I like I wouldn't do that. But it's, here's, the, here's the thing. It's already cheaper. Like if I want to go see 13 Assassins, this movie yeah. that we're talking about, yeah. for me and my girlfriend to go plus parking, you're going to be looking at 30 bucks, Or I can just Easy. spend 10 bucks and we're going to watch it at home. Yeah. And, it's, and you can add people to it if you want. You like, I, I, I've gone back and forth on whether or not I want to do have people over for Game of Thrones for this same reason. I'm having, like, I'm having people over for my place. It would be nice to have people over. Game of Thrones, I like Walking Dead worked well. You just have to have the right crowd. Yeah, exactly. You've got to have people who are respectful. So, so here's the thing I have. I think that there's an opportunity to open a members-only movie theater chain, similar to like your Alamo Drafthouse situation or something like that. But you actually have to pay – Keep out the riffraff. Say 50 or 100 bucks to get a membership a card yeah. a year. Yeah, or maybe maybe fifty bucks here, and, and with you get, that you get like a free poster, with, or or you get you get like one free one free showing with your right. fifty bucks. So you pay right. fifty bucks, you're essentially paying a premium. Maybe you get free parking, something like that. I want old school movie theaters. I want ushers. I want like a big giant well, fucking huge has, cinema. Has cinema, cinema well, this is the trend that's food. happening. We, we, you, there are premium movie theaters yeah, and like but, the Sundance theaters and the Arclight theaters already do this. But the membership is the key because then if you have somebody in there that gets talked, if you get booted, your membership's gone. They tear up your card right in front oh. of you. I think you there's a lot of back. Yeah. It's not, it's not you pay and you get all the benefits. No. You pay and it's, it's a club. Yeah, it's a club. You have to pay. You have to follow the rules. If you, if you violate the rules – your yeah. membership but is what, rescinded. But what's you can reapply any, yeah. Am I allowed to laugh if it's a comedy? I think. I think. <laughs> what if you find horrific <laughs> things funny? I think it's that just your personality. Yeah. The 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 dancing popcorn taught me the rules. Turn <laughs> off your cell phone. Right. Don't talk during the movie. Right. Oh man, that's, that's so it. hard. Whispers. What about whispers? Whispers are fine. No, no, no whispering. What, what that's just as annoying. The whole thing is to not dis- uh, disturb. The, if you disturb the people around you to the point they have to get an usher, you're done. Is there going to be a dress code too? I think that's a good idea, Norm. Thank you for thank you for <laughs> encouraging that. I think that people should have to uh, no flip flops. I, I don't want to see toes. I think on balance, and I like if, toes. If we lived in a world right now where all the latest theatrical releases were day and date on demand, yeah, I would. I would. I. I. I think I would never go to the theater again. Because yeah, on balance, fair. I enjoy the experience at home more. Yes, the screen isn't as good. Yes, the sound, the sound isn't as good. But I can watch the movie in a controlled environment on my own terms and not have any of that anxiety about well, who's who's going to be the, the douchebags in this movie. And especially if you're going to see like a pop – like if you're going to see art house movies, and that's one thing because those people are usually pretty quiet. But if you're going to see fucking Transformers 3. Which we are doing. Which are doing Midnight yeah. Showing. That is absolutely happening. IMAX. Yeah. that's. I regret this decision already, but I'm in. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be brutal. 
It's going to not be. I mean, why? Well, I, I mean, there's the, 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 the thing like, is, the midnight showings are pretty good because people who are there are usually pretty into the movie, so they're usually quiet. Yeah, I guess. And, and the line waiting is line waiting a pro or a con? I fucking hate waiting in line. Exactly. No, I hate that. The good conversation must help. Exactly, but like you know, we should you, record that big a podcast. 30, Forty-five minute line wait, and it's it's a social experience. That sounds like a podcast. And and you get the the beverages and everything. It is it is kind of part of the, the anticipation and yeah. the fun and. With something like Transformers 3, I'm okay doing it because I don't really care. Like, I'll, I'm sure I'll enjoy it in its own way, but I'm not, like, anxious about people spoiling the experience for me. No, no. Right. If it's, it's, something it's, that, it's, if it's a movie that I'm super excited right. about or well, I've then, been hyped for for a long time, then I don't want people messing with but the, the movie. Then would you really want to diminish that experience? Like, if the next, the next Batman movie, would you really – if you had the option, would you really watch the next Batman movie only in your home and not see it in theater for the first time? Well, that's the thing is it's that's the way I watch movies now. I go see probably three or four movies in the theaters a year, and and then the rest of them I just watch when they come out on DVD, and it's only the ones that I give a shit about. Yeah, that like, get the big like a movie like Green on. Hornet, which I'm I really don't care about. I, I'd be fine paying and watching it at home. Well, I saw Green Hornet because I needed the glasses. Well, needed to test. Well, the glasses. I mean that's and that's already increasingly the case for me. There's increasingly movies now that I'm like I kind of want to see it. Like for example, yeah. Battle LA. Yeah. Like I want to see that movie, but I don't care enough to go to the theaters. Yeah. I'll just catch it when it's on. Like, turn up the stereo, real. Loud. I can't wait till it comes out on, on DVD what? or yes. Blu-ray because I want to watch that movie, but I really not enough that I would go out of the right. Exactly, yeah, and more and more, and, and fewer and fewer movies. Like you said, like the very, very, very cream of the crop movies, like the new Batman movie, yeah. are the only uh, uh, increasingly the only ones that can get me into the theater. Yeah. yeah, the one or two movies a year. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So that's interesting. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about Rim? Let's talk about let's talk about uh, how 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 Rim has fucked up this week. What have they fucked up this time? Well, they're not going to ship the playbook with an email client. What? Yeah, that's what everybody else that's, said that's too. How the, it's what's not the, confirmed what? yet. It's not one hundred percent. It's a rumor. What? Okay, explain it to me because that's come well. Okay, so the Rim is a tablet. The Are you sure Rim you didn't is read this on the Onion? No, I didn't read that. Okay. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, the Rim is the playbook is a is a tablet. Coming out from Rim, the people who make BlackBerry. Yeah, you know, and I hear that BlackBerry is pretty. It's pretty good, good at email. They built a business on email. <laughs> I heard that that's what they did too. Right. Um, so they're going to release the playbook in theory without email. Why? I assume they don't have it done yet, and they want to ship the product. Come and now, this is this. I don't believe it. I literally don't believe it. Okay. I'm not. I, we'll, I'm, you know I'm just reading them. I don't we write will them. We'll find out April nineteenth when yeah. we get the playbook in house. I literally don't believe it. It's two weeks and away. It, and, it, and if that's true, that is the tech boner of the year. Well, they there's the way Gary Witta's <laughs> Tech Boner of the Year is brought to you by Boner Juice. It reminds me of that old Batman cartoon, you know, where jo- the Joker's going around trying to show everyone his his boner. Yes, it's a comic. Not, yeah, it's a comic. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Co- the comic. Yes, yeah. but that's that. It, that would be the tech embarrassment of the year. Yes, gotta be. Yes, <sighs> Gary Witta's Boner of the Year that, brought to you by Boner Jams. That can't be real. There's no way. I just, there's it, no. It was on the internet, way. man. It was oh, on well, the then internet. It must be true. Uh, thanks to the outrage of at least a few hundred annoyed and vociferous Twitter users, the Dick Bar has left the building as of this morning's Twitter oh, update. Oh, so pleased to see that. Yeah, and so, nice to know that Twitter is a company that listens to its users. Well, the funny thing is I missed the Dick Bar almost entirely. Yes, yeah, I never got it. I wasn't using – I was using the Atrix when it happened. Oh. And I just switched back to the iPhone this weekend when the Wait, Atrix bombed I out I've using on the iPhone. I don't think I ever got it. Do you not update your apps? No. Fuck no! I, I like that the way they are. I update my. I'm, I'm I, the exact opposite. I'm like a. I'm, I'm like a OCD updater. If there's oh no, a new version, I, I gotta have it. I, the app icon is like two hundred. Number two hundred next. I have OCD about having the. Like, I have forty three right now. Oh my god! I have a text too. I wonder who's texting me. So Ooh. the dick bar was a problem, and everyone hated it. And Twitter 
has finally has taken, yeah. gotten rid of. There's them. also Listen, been some other stuff happening. Other stuff happening at Twitter. Jack Dorsey, who was one of the original founders, and then went to do Square, that uh, you know the the uh, credit card payments over your cell phone. Yeah. startup. Yeah, he's coming back to Twitter to run product management. Uh, Ev Williams is uh, who was in the other one of the other three founders is kind of going back into. Uh, He's going to go do something else, but he's going to remain on the board at Twitter. And uh-huh. uh, so, and Biz Stone apparently was on Howard Stern the other day and talked about Twitter for a long time. So, I don't know how that went. I don't. Yeah, because Howard's anymore. on Twitter now. He's he's all, he's all yeah. up in the Twitters. Well, Twitter wanted he wanted to get verified, right? Yeah, he got verified. I've been trying to get verified. You know, you're not going to get verified. One day, it's completely random, right? How they verify people? No, you no, no. Can you the, submit the reason, a, a verification? They used to, request, you used to be able right? to submit. Okay. You used to be able to submit, but the, the reason they stopped because there are too many people. Asking for it, right? And too many like B and C and D. Right. When Kathy threes. Griffin calls, then you asking don't. You don't want. Well, yeah, um, but Howard's limo driver just got verified. I mean, there's, well, but that was part of that conversation. There, there was just part of the yes. joke. There's okay. special considerations, like for Charlie Sheen when he wanted to get on his the PR firm that worked with him got him verified. Instantly. That was actually a fascinating story. I read the background story about how he got on the, Twitter, and the, I didn't realize there were companies that that provide full service. Marketing for, and for celebrities that want to get on Twitter, they'll yeah. do the whole thing. They'll, the guy who knows a guy, I know about the Twitters. They'll teach it's you. Thing. To, they'll teach you to tweet. They'll show you how Man, to. I should have embarrass job. yourself. Yeah, they'll tell you what type of things people like to see. Twitterkit. Oh, this is terrible. I want to hit myself now. Yes, terrible. Um, let's see the uh, the glyph people. You know, we looked at the glyph a few weeks yep. ago. Did a quick look. Tested it out. I it's like pretty neat glyph. product. I like that. What's glyph? Uh, glyph, glyph is, is that? It's that little uh, tripod. Thing tripod for the, mount and uh, and uh, also I, uh, iPhone four stand. Yeah, so it doubles oh. as a. Uh, it tilts your iPhone basically. Yeah, it, or so it's a stand. Like you, yeah. plenty of iPhone four stands, but then you can also use it as a, tri- a tripod mount. So you have a tripod, and you can oh, screw it in. Okay, you can screw it into the, All the right. your phone and tripod. Nice design. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's a little expensive, but it's a good. Pe- it's a good Kickstarter product. project. Yeah. You no. Know, People, it was, they just had a concept, made a prototype. People donated money. Oh, I think I saw this. And, uh, and, and it's, now it's a real thing. You could buy one. Okay. Uh, so they have a follow-up. Yes. I don't remember what it's called, though. It's called the Cosmonaut. Okay. And it looks like a... It's a stylus for the iPad. But it's 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 it's, it's dumb. Well, can we say it's dumb? Okay, well, I, I'm going to say... We can definitely say it's I feel it's like dumb. it's dumb. I think it's dumb. And I, I really don't like that a lot of people are going crazy over it. Um, it's a stylus. And their revolutionary design... Uh, you know, you just air quoted revolutionary. Yes, uh, inside is that they made, made it the shape of a sharpie. It is a fat stylus for the iPad. So they called it a cosmonaut because it looks like a rocket ship. I guess no, they called it cosmonaut because it's it's a no brainer idea, much like the Russians using pencils in space. Hmm, interesting. Why, why would one want a stylus? Uh, so you can write on your one, tablet exactly. Screen. So there's the question: one, why would you want a stylus for the iPad when? You know, touch works really well, and actually, stylus, styli don't work that great even in drawing apps. Right. Um, the design is makes sense having a like a fat stylus because the grip is better um, for the type of things you'll be doing. But it's kind of a concession, like, like the fact that you have you want to imitate the sharpie, the whiteboard sharpie model, is kind of admitting that the iPad tablets aren't made for drawing. It's made like. Well, it's not precise enough. It's, yeah, it's not made for precision. Right. right. Um, and yeah. also because it's all capacitive anyway. Um, if you look at their video, like they actually show you, you know, you, them drawing with their prototype. You can't really use a pen on the iPad the way you would on a whiteboard or a piece of paper because when you draw on a whiteboard, your palm is still on the whiteboard. When you write on a piece of paper, your palm is still. No, it's not. I don't. I don't write with my. Palm no, I do. When I when I write, my my hand would be rested yeah. on the. Okay, and, and that's going to create a touch. It's going to create a touch response. Right. So we're going to wear a glove and then use this. Yeah. 
Hmm. It's it's why the iPad isn't made to be used with stylus. I'm going to go ahead and yeah. tell you they're going to make a lot of money. Well, I'm the opposite. Okay. I, think, I, I, I think the whole stylus business on the on the iPhone and the iPad, I think, is a is a big. Will uh, thinks they're going to make a lot of money not because of uh, how good the product actually is, but because of the buzz that they're getting. No. That's not why I think they're going to make a lot of money. Well, also, it's they're charging twenty five dollars. I think they're going to make a lot of money because Penultimate is the number six iPad paid app pretty consistently. I look at iPad apps every morning. I mean, iPad, iPhone apps. It's something I look at all the time. Penultimate is the thing that's a note taking writing app. It is always in the top twenty. This thing is going to sell a lot of units. And it's not like I don't like drawing apps or note taking apps for tablets. I mean, the Adobe Ideas app I think is one of the best apps. Um, for the iPad, but I, the iPad, the hardware is not made for a stylus. Right. If it was pressure sensitive, um, like the uh, like the HTC Flyer, um, which will you can also buy a stylus with that, but that's going to be very precise. Um, yeah, that makes more sense. But there, there are different go. problems with that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, not super keen on the Cosmo. Not we'll try it out probably. Uh, 3ds came out on Sunday. I forgot about that. We I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, like three people in the office have one. Yeah, I yeah. think Ryan went and bought one. I canceled my pre-order after playing with the the one that Nintendo sent Jeff. I got to play with the same one, and I I was quite impressed by the three D effects. Oh, I have to admit, it's neat. Um, and I did, and I, I guess Alex had the same issue. I did after about ten minutes, though, start to experience some eye fatigue, and I think that's going to be a real problem. I mean, I I think I think the way to look at that is not as a three D handheld. Uh, I mean, because. I mean, yes, it is a 3D handle. I don't think you're going to use the 3D very much, most people. Well, then what am I paying an extra $100 well, for? Well, you're going to pay access for the new game. That's my so point. Here, here, I canceled yeah. the pre-order because there's no titles out worth here, playing Yeah, right here are the problems with 3DS. One, it's $250. 200 I think, would be more of a fair price. Two, the games are out right now. The only game really worth playing Shit. is Street Fighter. I don't like and Street Fighter. And Street Fighter, even that game, Jeff had some problems with it. because it's not not a particularly strong launch lineup. Yeah, uh, the launch lineup. And, and like the, like Madden, I think Alex reviewed, no multiplayer for that. Um, next, all Nintendo is refusing to go all in on the 3D by saying that their games have to work great in 2D, right? Um, and 3D can't be because they're not going to go. I mean, it's not all going to be like the uh, what was the game, the augmented reality one, the Face Raiders. Yeah. Um, and also the games are thirty to forty dollars. So like Bust a Move, I love Bust a Move. 3D did nothing. It looks cool. It doesn't do anything to enhance. Are you going to spend thirty dollars for Bust a Move? Well, you can pay five bucks and get it on the iPad. Yeah. And it's basically and, and you're going to turn 3D off anyway. And then also, the 3DS, yes, it could be compelling if they were actually launched with some real content partners for like downloadable movies and video. But they have none of that right now. Well, Netflix is coming, right? Netflix is coming, but there's like, what, what 3D content is there on Netflix right now? N- nothing. Oh, you're talking about th- specifically nothing. For 3D, 3D content. Like right. the way they sold it is, Dude, that, you know, they and would are punish- you really going to watch 3D? I mean, that thing has a four-hour battery life. You're not going to watch a movie. That's the thing. That. Also, battery life is crap. And the screen resolution is actually 800 by 240, gets cut down to 400 by 240, which is actually pretty low in 3D, especially when considering other parallax screens. You know, I always come back to to saying that it's only a fool bets against Nintendo, and I think that the device will be popular and successful just like everything else I've done in the last 10 years. But um, I think this is the least compelling hardware offering they've they've made Um, in a long time. I think the hardware is really interesting, actually. I disagree, but I think the the – I mean, the launch lineups for for handhelds are always bad. Like the PSP launch was terrible. The uh, the 3D the DS launch was was bad. I mean, there's still no DSi titles. Let's let's be frank. 
I mean, two things came out for GSI, I think maybe three. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, Marco uh, Arment from Instapaper wrote a really interesting thing about phones about a year ago that a reader linked after one of our podcasts. And I mean, his, his point is, and I've said this before too, and Norm said it before as well, but he, what he said was buy the, buy the product for what it is now, not for what it promises to be. And, and when you look at something like the 3DS in that light, there is absolutely no reason to buy a 3DS today. I agree. Unless you really like Ridge Racer or Street Fighter, I'll, I'll take another look at it when the next iteration comes out and there's more games and and the maybe the 3D technology hurts your eyes. Yeah, but that's a real problem. Like after ten minutes of playing Face Raiders, I I really wanted to put it down. Well, yeah, I mean, I find that that cranking the 3D way down, like to the one third setting rather than the full blast setting, helps that a lot. I mean, don't, I mean, it's it's fantastic that they that the 3D works with that glasses. That is a revelation. That's yeah. terrific. But it's a no, it's a it's a novelty. It's a gimmick. It's not something that is built into the gameplay it's not like it's going to change the way that you play games the way that say the Wii did it's well, it just might. a visual game. I mean but but for the most I mean the biggest thing the biggest most exciting thing about, about that handheld for me is actually that the screen resolution isn't shit now I mean that's really nice because mm-hmm. the old the DS and DSi screen resolution is terrible yeah um and and the fact that there's a real analog stick is very exciting for the types of games that I like to play yeah the analog stick's nice I mean I I would love to go back and play uh, Mario 64 or, or you know the kind of those traditional Nintendo platformers with an analog stick. That's really exciting. But I mean, there's when there's a Mario game, I'll come back and look at it again. When there's a Zelda game, I'll come back and look. It's not I'm not playing Ocarina again, right? Um, I mean, I, I'm just I'm going to wait for software and maybe maybe hopefully I'll be able to wait long enough for the second rev. I mean, as, and especially right now, I'm so I, I'm I'm such a big convert of the kind of I, I know people say if you want full rich handheld gaming experiences, then yes, you need a dedicated machine. But I don't really care about that. I'm happy just to play Buster Move and Bejeweled and stuff like that. And Family Feud. It's all on my phone. Don't need don't need the, a dedicated machine. Exactly. Um, I think we have a couple more news items. We have a bunch of questions this week. Uh, oh, oh, the Apple 3D camera patent. This happened, like, literally your your special lady friend, Gary, sent us a note as we were sitting down to record. We got a tip off. Yeah, we got a tip. Uh, that Apple has acquired, published requested a patent on 3D camera technology, but I don't think we have any details about it yet. Does anybody know no. anything? Nothing yet. We'll talk about it next week. If Apple files for so many patents. Lots of patents. Um, the fact that they filed a patent for 3D camera technology uh, doesn't really mean anything. No, but, su- no yeah. surprise. It doesn't mean they're going to use it. Um, we don't know how it's going to be actually different from current you know, stereoscopic 3D camera technology. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't think I'd want 3D camera on the iPhone. Do you want 3D camera on any? Well, you were excited about those 3D phones from CTIA last I, week. I think the, the Evo worked well, but I was more excited not about taking photos, but more about watching 3D content on, on the Evo 3D because oh. the screen resolution was good. Oh. Apple patents all kinds of stuff. This may be something they're looking at you know, two or three generations down the road, but it's hard to care about too much right now. This is true. I'm so, I, I'm so, I've already got so much 3D fatigue. I'm, I'm over it. I don't, I don't enjoy it in the cinema. I, I, didn't, I don't enjoy it on my TV at home. The 3DS, I was, you know, again, it's a cool effect, but I don't, I don't really care. Again, I, I feel like this 3D thing is something that's really being pushed on consumers, uh, despite the 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 incredible apathy that consumers are pushing back with. Like they just, they, people don't care did about you, it. Did you get Killzone Three out of curiosity? No, I bought that and played it and have turned in on the 3D. 3D. No, I did the first couple of missions in 3D and then turned it off because the glasses annoy me too much. Yeah. Like I, I like to wear glasses. I like basically when I go home, I'm like Mr. Rogers. I change shoes and put on a sweater, 
and uh, and uh, take my contacts out, put my glasses on, and wearing the glasses over the glasses sucks. Right. They, they, you know the like the the no glasses 3D. How they were demoing that this year at CES. Yeah, the Samsung story was interesting. I forgot There's about that. There's no Samsung's made a statement saying that you know while we have prototypes now, uh, having you know three or five spots that you can see. 3D without wearing glasses is not going to work for a living room. What did they say? 35? Dozens, like 32 spots, and we're not going to have that for probably another decade. I I mean, I would say that those guys maybe didn't see the Sony, that Sony demo, because that Sony thing, even though it was probably made by hand, had had 30 spots. I mean, it had had not 30 spots, it had five spots. No. The markers. There were markers, clear markers. I literally was standing in the room going from this side to this side, and and, I mean, you could, it it didn't break down. I think they were trying to see us next year, and no one's going to buy it because I, I don't. I don't mind wearing. I, I think ultimately yeah, the future's got to be they've got to take the glasses out of the equation altogether. They've got to find a way to make that work. But in the meantime, I don't mind wearing the glasses. The physical act of wearing the glasses. But you have the better me. glasses than I do. Well, it's not even so much that it's it's the dimming effect that so diminishes the the experience for me. Well, doesn't your TV jack up? My TV jacks up the brightness. Well, it compensates, but it's not, it's not enough. You think no? I don't think you still you still feel like you're watching a movie wearing sunglasses. Well, it's the kind of thing you never you're never going to watch during the daytime if you have windows in your in your TV room. Right. Like I, I always the only time we ever put the glasses on is when it's dark. We have all the lights off. The kitchen light is off. The hall lights off. You know the dog's glowy collars off. Shut I the said, I've got, I have a 3D TV at home. I have Avatar in 3D. If I were to choose to sit down at home now or tonight and watch Avatar, I would watch the 2D version. Is the I haven't watched the three. I watched the like the first half of the three D version. I, actually, I watched the whole thing and fell asleep at the end. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not excited about three D. Nope. Well established. And we all bought into it. Well, I bought into it because it was a good TV. Let's uh, let's uh, take some questions. We have a lot of questions this week, guys. I don't know if we're going to be able to get to them all, but we will try. If we don't, what we'll do is just stack up questions and do an all-questions episode at some point in the not-too-distant future. Uh, as always, podcastattested.com. Keep them under a minute. Hometown Trivia is nice. Levelator is awesome if you know how to use that. If you record on your phone using the voice recorder, use your headset microphone, not just the one built into the phone. Here is the first question. Hey, Tested Crew. This is Jeff from Bella Vista, Arkansas. Uh, interesting fact about this place, I guess, is there was a cave that was turned into a nightclub in the 30s. That's um, awesome. Or actually, I think it was the 20s they started. It's called Wonderland Cave. Uh, at the time, it was the largest underground nightclub in America. All right, my question is, uh, I'm just uh, recently new to the iPad, and uh, for video for the iPad, I was wondering if you could tell me what uh, formats are the best formats for ripping video uh where you get good uh, size or low size and really good quality video, and then what video players would you recommend? I know the default video player only is going to accept certain video formats, so I'm just wondering what other video players have you uh, tested that uh, work with a lot more formats that you would recommend. Uh, Thanks for your question. really appreciate all you guys do. Greatest podcast uh, uh, about technology. Um, Thanks. (laughs) That's a good question. Because well, first off, underground speakeasy sounds kind of fun. We we don't know anything about that here, though. No, we, we underground underground no, podcast no studio. underground podcast studio or speakeasy. Um, on the on the ripping front, I use Handbrake. I use the um uh normal high. preset or high preset. I use high because I a uh, high gives you smaller file sizes. It's not compatible with uh, it's not compatible with the old Apple TV, but it should be with the new one. 
I use high file preset and uh, MP4 because it just works with everything. Uh, I'm not going to bother putting stuff in MKV. A uh, VLC does work pretty well, but um, I actually just like using the video app because you have to use iTunes either way to get files on there. And uh, iTunes indexes it pretty well. You put some metadata well, in there too. And the thing about some of the third-party apps, I mean, I, I don't think you can download it anymore. But VLC and there's other variants of of that. Uh, basically, if they don't if they don't tap into the hardware decode support, then it destroys battery life on the iPad when you're playing back videos that aren't supported. So, um, for iOS devices and phones in general, it's best to use whatever format the hardware decoders support and go from there. Hey, Testa Crew, Whiskey Media member Baltimore here from Baltimore, Maryland. Interesting facts about my city are, one, we have the ninth highest violent crime rate in the country, and two, it is illegal to take a lion to the movies. (laughs) I don't really want to think about that one for too long. Anyway, on to my question. Since you built a kicking gaming ring for Jeff, I was wondering, for those of us who are either too busy or too lazy to build our own gaming PCs, what products can you recommend to us? Maybe something that'll give us the most bang for our buck. Also, what gaming laptops would you recommend? Thanks a lot, guys. Love the show, and keep on testing. Norm, you got any ideas? Uh, I'll go gaming laptops first. I really like the M11X. Um, don't get the M15X, uh, M11X, but wait for the uh, Alienware. That's an Alienware, right? Yeah, wait for them to refresh their lineup uh, this year with Sandy Bridge. Uh, you shouldn't be buying any laptop uh, this year without Sandy Bridge on it. Um, I think um, on the- I, I want to say that there will probably be some uh, updated NVIDIA uh, mobile graphics um, for a uh, second generation for me. I don't I have no idea when, but it would make sense for them to come out with something soon. Let's see, it's about time for that. On the desktop front, uh, I, I mean, I like the the kind of mid size guys. I don't like. I mean, Alienware is fine. Uh, Dell, the Dell XPS machines are nice. They have those enormous honking metal cases. I don't even know if they still make those anymore. Um, but like the the, the mid range guys are are much more likely to give you something that is exactly what you want. Uh, so people like uh, Velocity Micro and and uh, well, Velocity Micro got bought out by. Um, OCZ or Patriot? One of really? Companies. No, you're thinking about the one that starts with H. Hyper Systems. Hypersonic? Hypersonic. Uh, I, I haven't bought a yeah, pre-built I, PC in so many years. Um, you know, we, Maximum PC reviews a ton of desktop PCs that are pre-built. They usually do kind of high-end stuff. I would actually check and see what their system recommendations are right now. Um, because we 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 don't test that stuff at all, and it's difficult for us to. Give it's a, really hard to test because I mean components are all being the same. It's going to come down to pricing and support, and just their consistency. Um, and if it's a company that's been around for a couple of years, uh, they're going to be pretty good about uh their their service and just how tidy uh they build their systems. Exactly. Hey guys, this is Lucas from The Hague in the Netherlands. Trivia wise, there's not a lot of exciting stuff here. Um, but we did get the first 360 degrees IMAX theater of Europe, so that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, and our queen lives here too. Anyway, my question. I'm a student in communication and media design, and about to start an internship. I'll probably be working mostly on my laptop while I'm there. The thing is, I have a really old laptop right now. It's an old Toshiba that's about four years old, I guess. It runs Vista now, but not very well. So I'm thinking about getting something new. Now I'm wondering if I should get a MacBook or just a good Windows machine. Right now, I don't have a clue how a Mac works uh, since I've just never used one. So I'm curious how big of an obstacle this would be. Also important is if the bigger cost is, is worth it. So 
Um, I would mostly use the machine for Photoshop, Illustrator, and video editing, maybe in uh, Final Cut. Uh, any help in choosing the right model would be great. Keep up the great work and never stop being awesome. So, um, well, the, the big the big problem with switching to Mac, especially if you've already bought a bunch of software like Photoshop that's expensive, is that then you have to rebuy the software again because those licenses don't transfer. Oh, I, I think he probably, I mean, there are two ways to go about it. If you're looking for the Mac, which Macs have really good construction, they're really solid laptop builds, they're going to last a long time, at least a couple of years. Uh, you could go for, uh, uh, buy a MacBook Pro and put Windows on oh, it. Oh, that's a terrible just, idea. But again, that is the driver support isn't there it's yet. It's bad. And I think actually MacBook Pros this generation are actually pretty unimpressive, especially if you're looking at the uh, 13-inch, the, the screen resolution, you're stuck at, what is it, 1366 it's, by 768. It's low, yeah. It's relatively low, even lower than the 13-inch MacBook Air. Um, and you do... Uh, when we talk about the Apple tax, yes, they are typically... Pr- they are premium... Price, but if you're going to go for a uh, a comparable PC PC laptop, you actually the, the really new ones actually are not so cheap either. Um, well, everybody's H- pricing up when they when they're everyone, in, the, in the SKUs where they compete with the Apple, then yes. they're pricing up. So, for example, like the the HP uh, 14 inch Envy, which I think they might have discontinued. Uh, a lot of comp- a lot of sites loved that laptop last year, um, but. It, had overheating problems and it, there's no Sandy Bridge version yet. Uh, the newest laptop that actually is a pretty good competitor to the uh, MacBooks is the Samsung Series 9. Those are these thin laptops that we saw at CES. Really thin, almost as thin as the MacBook Air uh, at the, its thickest point, uh, but obviously not as thin at its thinnest point. Um, but, but it, I mean, it's actually really expensive. It, I think it starts at $1,600, $1,700. Well, and the thing is, if you're doing design work, you probably want a little beefier computer than that, I would think. So, I mean, no, it actually runs, it's, it's very fast. It's, it's, it's full it's, Sandy, it's real Sandy Bridge, real Sandy Bridge with real graphics and, or no? Uh, I'm not sure if it's real graphics, but it does have uh, like SSD, tons of RAM, and mm. uh, the, the premium is worth it. I, I don't know. I, I like, I mean, I like Lenovo um, for desktops for work. I mean, I find that, or laptops for work, rather, I find that they make pretty solid machines, especially if you get in the ThinkPad line, like X220 and, and all those products are, are very solid. I mean, basically just get, Something from a big manufacturer that's going to support it well because you do want good support on a laptop since it's it's hard to fix yourself. Um, look for dis- discrete graphics. I mean, there's a pretty substantial benefit to going with discrete graphics, especially if you're doing any kind of design stuff. Uh, you know, even Photoshop is accelerated with 3D now. I think it works in Sandy Bridge, but it's it's not as good as with the discrete graphics. So, um, yeah, that's that. Hello, Tested Podcast crew. This is Tom from Circle Pines, Minnesota. I am calling in with a question and a comment. But first, for that ubiquitous hometown trivia, I'm from Circle Pines, Minnesota, as I just said. And we are arguably the birthplace of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, Mike Nelson, Mary Jo Pell, born there. And if you look in the official episode guide for MST3K, Circle Pines is listed as the number two most obscure reference. So pretty proud of that. My question is for wireless mice, as I see that there's wireless RF and Bluetooth. Bluetooth seems to be more expensive, and they list it as having less battery life, and the wireless ones have two, three years battery life, and the little USB key adapter is the size of a chiclet. And for the comment is, I'm actually a sleep medicine physician, and you're talking about physicians working crazy long hours. For my specialty, very nice hours, short, no call, no nights, no weekends. And for Norm, it's all about cognitive neuroscience. Keep up the good work. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Bluetooth is RF too, just to be clear. But it's a, it's a more it's a heavier spec. 
is basically the only difference. I think we were talking about mice, just RF is fine. I don't think you need Bluetooth mice. Well, the only reason you'd use Bluetooth is if you want to use it with a laptop or something like that and don't want to have to keep up with the dongle. I mean, that's that's the one exception. The I mean, dongles if you, are so small right now. It makes sense if you're on like a laptop with one or two USB ports only. Yeah. Um, but I have had no problems with RF mice. I mean, I think Microsoft uses Bluetooth, but it's own proprietary. But I mean, so, that, that's the thing is it's Logitech that does that. Logitech will ship a mouse that uses a proprietary thing if you don't install the drivers and uses Bluetooth if you do install the drivers. I used to hate those USB dongles that jut out the side. I love that on these newer versions now, like you said, the the, the well, they're kind of hard. Is, is they're so small you couldn't even. They're take hard them to out. get out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have an IO Gear Bluetooth dongle in my machine at home that I like physically can't get out because it's jammed in the slot and I, and I have to get a pair of pliers or yeah. something to grab it. But it's um, nice to not have you know a, 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 a sticky outy thing. Yeah, I mean the one the one benefit of using a non standard implement implementation is also that if you're especially if you're talking about a gaming mouse with a higher sampling rate. Uh, you know, it it can go beyond what Bluetooth will will actually. Allow. I would not use Bluetooth for gaming. Certainly, no, if you're considering I, for gaming with this mouse, you should not go Bluetooth. I mean, the the thing I've found over the years is, aside from laptops, it, it's almost always better to just use a wired mouse. I mean, even even the Apple ones, which are pretty good and are the, like the default option on a lot of their computers, aren't as reliable as if you're wired serious mouse. about gaming. Yeah, you got to have a wired mouse. I use why I don't care that much. I have an RF wireless mouse and perfectly happy with it. It came with a little cable that lets you plug the USB adapter in closer to where the mouse actually is so you can get a cleaner that, that's, signal. That says to me that they have done a bad job with their RF stuff. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't use it. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I guess it's nice to have if your computer is <clears> shielded or in an annoying position somewhere. If you've got the, got the adapter sticking out the yeah, back, but, maybe. I mean, it's, having two cables on your desk for your keyboard and mouse is like the least of my cable management problems. Mm. I mean, it's the headphone cable and all the cables going into the amp from the consoles and the fucking speaker wires everywhere and the subwoofer with 12 wires coming into it. Yeah. That's where my cable problems come from. Oh, yeah. Speakers. Speaking of those wired mice, has anyone, has anyone tried using those uh, accessories that raise the wire? Um, yeah, I have. On the mouse pad? I, uh, I actually like the weight better. The thing that just gives you like a four-inch section and you, you keep it locked down beyond that. But you use the little rubber band thing, I don't right? Use, I use yeah, any of that. Oh, you're just going no. naked? I don't think I'd pay for that I, stuff. I just have enough slack on the, on the cable and that's it. That's the kind of thing that you know, I get. Programmers use the, the raised really? uh, wired thing. Yeah, because every little bit of movement, like if, if the movement is off by just a bit uh, because of the, the cable, yeah. uh, it can ruin their game. Oh, pro gamers. I oh, thought you said pro programmers. No, pro gamers. Okay. It's like, what the fuck? They're typing, dude. Andy doesn't need mouse precision. It's crazy. Dear Tested Podcast, this is Chris from Wyoming. Interesting fact about Wyoming is that the planet Clendathu from Starship Troopers is actually Wyoming. No way. Now, on to my That's question. awesome. You heard you guys talking about Toblerones, and I want to know, have you ever frozen a Toblerone? Let me tell you, it makes them quite enjoyable. That's all. Thank you, and keep up the good work. No, wait, hold on. Did they actually go to Clendathu in yeah, the Yeah, dude, movie? that's the no, end of the no, movie. No, no, it's Planet P. They went Planet P. That's no, no, right. no, Clendathu is the invasion. No, Planet no. P, they go back. I think he Clen- fucked up. I don't think you I don't think you ever see Clendathu like on the ground in the movie. I think I th- I'm pretty Planet sure you P. do. Uh, you see you see Clendathu on this. There's a clip. The clip the, the when when they're doing the attack when the guy the clip that they show the cameraman get eaten yes from the that's P. on P. that's P that's P P really? invasion on P was a total failure they bombed it went back to it 
But the question yeah, planet, is, planet P, planet P is when they get they, at night. they get they come at night. No, well, they go no, night planet P screwed. is the big invasion. They sucked his brains out, and then they get hit by the aliens. It was a trap. Yeah, but that's, that's planet P. That is planet P. And, and then Neil Patrick Harris says, "We're going back to P, and this time we're going to fuck him up." Yes. I'm going to go back to P in a minute. I think that's I think that's right. Yeah. Although at the beginning, doesn't he? Doesn't the news guys? We we go now live to Clendathu. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure. So the vision was on Clendathu. The, the I think one? the movie may be inconsistent because they say we go to Clendathu. No. but I think that's P. Isn't that planet P? I'm, I'm, I'm we, we need the full we need, we need an internet, internet answer internet machine. Ruling. Oh my god, this is this is the this is the thing that I love about the world that we live in. The other night, my wife and I were having a conversation about Crunchberries. You know, the fact that there was actually at one point a cereal made in, that is nothing but Crunchberries. Yeah, and I said no, that there no, was no. one. She said that there wasn't. I was 100 percent correct. Yeah, of course, there is. What one. did we do before the internet? How did these arguments ever th- well, get resolved? The Guinness Book of World Records used to be how you resolve this stuff. How many how many cigarettes can one person fit in their mouth, Gary? But it's like it, it, that Penny Arcade cartoon recently. I think had it had it right when the two guys are sitting around going, "What was the name of that one show with Valerie Bertinelli?" And he looks it up and goes, "Oh yeah, bring up the theme song." They're listening to the theme right. song and then yeah. they go on eBay and buy her pubic hair. It's like this. <laughs> right. There's nothing you can't do on the internet now. I don't want before. Valerie I honestly Bertinelli don't remember hair. what we did. It's like my brain has blocked it out. It must have been so nightmarish what we did before we had. The, I'd say we probably just said, "Oh uh, yeah, okay." That's fine. Yeah, Whatever you think. You're a dumbass. Yeah, let's go back Move to doing on. something useful. This is this Play plot. Basketball and this is a, like a 2,500 word plot summary. I'm not going to read it. But it says the first major strike on Clendathu is a failure with heavy casualties in both the fleet and mm-hmm. infantry due to underestimating the bug's capabilities. Rico's unit is nearly wiped out, and Rico himself is heavily injured. Okay, so at the night attack. That's, that's where P. he's. That's P. The night attack. No, P is later. The, the P night, is where they the get the brain bug. The night attack where the cameraman gets eaten. And there's a drop, and then yeah. the, these aren't random at all. The meteor, the meteor strikes. It's really the oh, this is, yeah, this isn't this isn't this isn't yeah. random or light. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. That's, that's Clendathu. I think that's Clendathu. Okay, the because the first. big. I know for sure that the big alien siege on the base is Planet P. Yes, that is correct. that is Planet P, where the, the airstrike goes first, right? And, and then I they think go rescue the base, and I think the final, hmm. uh, the brain bug stuff is also, is also P. P. Yeah. So the early one is Clendathu? Because they tried to be overly ambitious. Okay. Either way, it's all it's all the uh, They overpeed. That's a great I just watched it again recently. It's such a good movie. So a good it was a screening room a long time ago. I, I had watched it like it's, it holds a up. good movie. Holds it's, up. It's, a, it's bad Paul CG. best movie. No, maybe. CG I would say the CG oh, holds up. Holds up. It totally holds up. I think those bugs t- look great. If you focus too much on They the, did they did practical effects. They did the right practical effects. Like the brain sucking out, they could they would have CG'd that now. There were lots of physical full size bugs that they built. Close bugs, you know, stabbing through the humans. Yes. All excellent. Yes, that would all be CG now, and it wouldn't look as good. Even when Rico jumps onto the giant beetle and shoots down, that's and a, then throws. There's, there's a combination of yeah, both. Combination, but it looks great. Well, yeah. have we have we talked about the bad ragdoll physics that plagued like a lot of movies in 2002, 2003, 2004? Well, you're talking about Massive, and Massive had a, had Lord of the Rings and the yeah uh, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Well, because they used both of them. The, the, no, I know a ton of people on screen at once. And oh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the writing things. So the bit in Harry Potter when he was riding the broom and it was out of control and he's flailing around and he looks like oh, a fucking – he looks like a doll. And then the same thing happened when Legolas was riding some monster in Lord of the Rings. I can't right, remember. Because they didn't have like natural motion systems right. for, for how muscles actually supposed to like 
Everybody was real floppy. Yeah. There's a couple of notorious bad uh, walking shots on the deck of the Titanic as well that I think Cameron went back and fixed. Oh, oh in the DVD but, release? Yeah, maybe. But I, I was watching it on TV recently, and there's a shot of like a guy walking across the deck, and it's and it's like that bad uh, guy walking across the deck on Jabba's sail barge oh, before God. they fix that. Well, and then the other one that's bad is is in uh, the second Matrix movie when he fights all the Agent Smiths in the courtyard. Yes, and the, none of the, and they're yeah, all the burly, fully lit. The burly man scene, right. burly brawl. Right. Yeah, right. and but they're but all of their like there's no lighting on any of their faces because they ran out of time. Yeah, well, because no, it looks increasingly those, more CG as as it goes as, on. Yeah. Well, because they actually put Agent Smith's face on a lot of real people, and then. For for half of that fight, well, but the, the thing, yeah, and it was it was all CG. The right. thing it looked to me was like, um, it looked like one of those times when, uh, uh, yeah, when you you'd open up Quake and you'd turn off the shadow, you'd turn off full bright so that all the lights are on, right? It, and the thing that happened was it looked like the world wasn't lit was lit properly. It was like all the cool lighting shaders and all that shit were happening, but then the faces were all like spotlight on every single face. Well, because I think that it was a real yeah. location. It wasn't the yeah no no, the, no. The stage yeah. wasn't fake. That was a real set, right? But they they put all the CG. Really, people you think in. it was a real set? I thought it was. A I fake think set. maybe no, at some point it might have been, but I think it was a real set. Yeah, I think it was a real okay. set. Okay, that, anyway. that fight should actually they actually cut it in half. Those even though as long as it went um, when Neo flies off, actually there's a whole sequence they mapped out where the Smiths are holding on to him and he's flying around the city with the trailing. If I had video editing skills, I would take both of those last two movies and make one good movie out of them. There's still some very impressive. I, I wouldn't sit through the whole movies, but there's some. You very, just fast forward to that. The, I mean, bits. the uh, the highway chase oh, yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah still. Yeah. Like if you if they had made one one sequel instead of two, that would have been well, a, a completely different experience. My my rule is any t- the problem that they had there was anytime you're in the Matrix, it's interesting, and almost the entire first movie is in the Matrix. Yeah. When you whenever you're out in the in the Zion world, like in the Earth's core, you stuff, just want to kill yourself. It's less interesting. Yeah. And, as, and as, as the movies went on, you spent less time in the Matrix and more time in the boring real world. Very true. And the fighting stuff. I mean, I, I thought they were going to do more melee stuff. Yeah. Yeah. More and more katana swords fighting. Anyway, more questions. Hi, Will, Norm, Gary, Anna, hopefully. Did we actually answer that guy's uh, question? I hope you guys are all here. He didn't have one. Well, oh. yeah, he was just telling us something. He was oh. telling us to freeze Toblerones. I'll try it. Oh, yeah. Know. We were talk about that. I hate Toblerones. Really? I love I, Toblerone. I, I, you don't like the bits I, of honey? It's, it's in caramel? No, it's honey. Maybe I haven't had one in a long time. I hate caramel, which is why I... Why I, do you hate caramel? What the fuck is wrong I with really you, Chad? What the caramel. fuck? Have you had good caramel? Tea. No, I, I've, I've had good caramel. I like, I like chocolate. I won't have too much of it. Because uh, the aftertaste can really hurt, kill you, your throat, but caramel—if you ch- you can't chew it, I mean, you, you it doesn't just melt. Norman Chan, and you have to chew it, and it gets stuck to your teeth, and it just it feels gross. Oh, so I, much I, shame! I, you know, I feel. You know, Hershey's company originally, uh, Mr. So Hershey. The reason he started the company is because he would find that kids would have pick up the have candies like chocolate candies, yeah, and it used to be the candies were just chocolate covered. A little bit of chocolate covering a lot of caramel because caramel was the caramel cheap to make, and cheap yeah. to make, and kids would just suck the chocolate out and spit the caramel out, and that's why I realized chocolate was where the money was at and started the Hershey's Chocolate Factory. And this I, sounds I think apocryphal. It was a great idea. I you don't need never caramel. heard the story before. If we're talking about chocolate, I don't understand why we're using Hershey reference. Hershey is the shittiest chocolate. Well, I'm, there I'm is. just saying he realized that chocolate 
was much better than caramel. The kids didn't like caramel. I've had worse I, chocolate than Hershey's. I didn't like, well, I mean, like Nestle's is bad. Well, you always want the fancy. What is it? The Swedish? Or I like the, the Cadbury's and the, the and the the Lint or Lint's good. Yeah. Good quality chocolate's hard to find in America. Well, they, I, yeah, you you have to you know import. It I don't even Europe like Ghirardelli, or. which I know is like a San Francisco thing, but it's, it's actually not really good. I, I think you know it's for good. like home homegrown American chocolate, yeah. Ghirardelli is the only. Half decent stuff that yeah. I've had. Schaffenberger is good. I, I, I like the, the Ghirardelli bites with like a little bit of raspberry inside. Ugh, delicious dark chocolate. I bought a. I bought a. Bar I can't believe of, you don't um, like caramel. I'm stunned. I just. I don't even know. I, I, Do you know what about like soft caramel, like caramellos and stuff like that? Those are delicious. I love. What, what, I, what I will take the only t- form of caramel is like a like really melted down caramel on ice cream. A little bit of it. I'll do that. When God I, damn it, Chandler. Whenever I get, whenever I get a, 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 an ice cream sundae yeah. and I have the choice, do you want like yeah. hot fudge or caramel or strawberry or whatever? Always go, with, always go with caramel. No, you strawberry do both. chocolate. Ugh. Ugh. Delicious. Ugh. Fruit has no place on ice cream. Strawberry like, syrup. As Mitch, as Mitch Hedberg said, I always order fruit on my pancakes because I like to have something to brush off. <laughs> <laughs> Should we take another question, gentlemen? You know, that's, that's a very poignant question. Uh, Remark because uh, it is April first. By the time it's, it's not April, March thirtieth. First, first, because that's 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 he that's died. He died. He died. Yeah. yeah, and that's right. I had a hard time believing it was true for that reason. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a comic to die on April Fool's Day. Yeah. Hi, Will, Norm, Gary, Anna. Hopefully, I uh, hope you guys are all here. This is Ben from Carlisle, Pennsylvania. A uh, little fact about my town, there is a car show in the summer just about every weekend, and it really pisses me off to have to drive around in that shit. Um, <laughs> my question for you guys is, uh, I saw that you guys had a, a couple reviews up on some A2DP uh, Bluetooth adapters for your car. Um, I was wondering if there was a recommendation for, you know, best bang for your buck, um, my budget is a little limited, but I would like to clean up the clutter, as uh, Will liked to uh, said. Um, I'm currently using a Palm Pre in my car with a touchstone kit that I mounted to my dash, and would really love to get rid of the aux cable and just stream stuff through Bluetooth. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. Oh, and a- another recommendation for you guys to check out on Netflix would be a show called The IT Crowd. Uh, it sucks that there's only season one and four available, but pretty hilarious show if you haven't seen it. Gary, um, I love the British humor. I love it when you say fuck off. Uh, it was pretty funny listening to you guys, you know, bitch back and forth about uh, South Park and Futurama and stuff like that last week on the podcast. Thanks. The um, my, my hatred for uh, Norm's love of family matters. Seem to be very popular. Fucking, I, I, well, I, I, I hate matters. Family Matters just as much as you do. That's what offends me is, is why did you get all the love for hating Family Matters? And I was just like, oh, because yeah. I, I think I was more vociferous. Well, I, I edited, it, I, I edited that down a little bit because it, it went on for kind of a while. Have you guys, has anyone seen the, uh, no, the, so the whole director's cut? Yeah, I love the, I'm a big fan um, of the IT I watched crowd. the first few episodes of the first season and it was okay. I, I skipped it because I never knew what it was. And when I saw it, I thought it said the It Crowd, like capital IT, like these people are really in, like the wow. It Crowd. And I'm like, no, that's I the joke. This. They're not in at all. Yeah. No, they're, they're out. very uncool. Yeah, they're they're as yeah, far from okay. in. There's, as a, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, good geeky references. The DVDs are great. All the DVD menus it, are earnest? modeled on classic eight bit computer games. Mm-hmm. Is is it like honest and earnest, or is it it's crappy earnest. like Big Bang? No, no, no. Game? It's not like Big Bang Theory. It's okay. it's it's written. It's clearly written by people. The by our people. Yes. The nerds. Yeah. Graham Linehan, who writes it, is uh, 
he's not like going on the internet and just go, oh, that sounds like something that geeks are into. Like it's all right. references that we, that we understand and, and recognize as authentic. Um, so the question was, is there a Bluetooth A2DP adapter that's cheaper than the ones that we look at? And I don't think there actually are. I mean, the, that Blue Bridge one was the cheapest one I found. Scotchy. Um, Scotchy. And the, I mean, they're both the same price more or less. I think the Scotchy one was maybe a couple bucks more. Um, I, I also don't know if the Palm Pre supports A2DP. So you'd have to check into that as well. I don't know that it does because it, 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 it's about the right age that it may not, which would be kind of a bummer. Uh, let's do one more. We have a whole bunch of questions. At some point, we'll have to do just an all questions episode when there's a slow week. But uh, uh, keep sending your questions as always. Here's the last question. Hey, Tested. This is Sam, better known as ScanCase, over on screen. I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina. My home trivia is that Greensboro is the site of the Greensboro Four, which is the name given to the four gentlemen that performed one of the first sit-ins of the Civil Rights Movement. Cool. If you go downtown, they actually preserve the diner and you can go sit in the stool they actually used. And now for my question. I got an HTC Inspire with uh, AT&T. No lectures, please. I love my new phone and no one can convince me otherwise. On top of that, I get a significant discount on my monthly bill through my work, so there it is. The question is, do you guys know of any recent news about Peggle or Plants vs. Zombies coming to the Android market? Uh, this is my first smartphone, and I'm super nervous about jailbreaking it. Thanks, Will, for your Vibram Shoes review. Thanks, Gary, for the Book of AI, and thanks, Norm, for being awesome. Is the, um, in a related uh, civil rights question, is the bus that Rosa Parks refused to go to the back of, is, yeah. is that ever preserved? I don't know. That's a good question. I bet it's in a museum that's a, someplace. That's a historical thing. It seems like it should be. I know really that there's a museum the for that in, in Mississippi. What did you say? Really? Like, do you think the bus is worth preserving? The actual bus? Why not? Uh, well, well, you guys answer his question. Like, I'm going to look that up. The, the, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I, – I feel like – well, the, the more the, so than the bus. Well, the event itself was is very significant. Oh, of course, right? yeah, yeah. So, so, and that's the location where it took place. It's a historical location. So, uh, have you guys? The Rosa Parks bus is indeed uh, preserved. Oh. oh, it is. See, this is why the internet is so fucking great. It seems uh, that it is actually in the Henry Ford Museum, which if you've never oh, been to, have you been to the Henry Ford Museum? I have not. No. Have you been to? The, where is it? It's in Dearborn, Michigan. Okay, which that makes is sense. near Detroit. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, the Henry Ford Museum is, without a doubt, the, the best museum I've ever been to in my life. What like, do they have there? They have everything. It is like it is a technologist. It's an industrial revolution through manufacturing age. Is it all cars? It's all cars. It's steam engines. It's anything that was made basically after the industrial revolution until microconductors. No, ambulatory things only, yes? Uh, no, there's a ton of other stuff too. Like, oh, okay. And there's a bunch of weird shit too. Like there's Thomas Edison's Last Breath. What? Yeah, there's a in, jar, a jar in a piece of, in behind glass, and on the wall it says, "This is Thomas, Thomas Edison's Edison. bath, last breath collected by I think it was Henry Ford, but it may have been Henry oh Ford's kid." He, he, that that asshole. He so think about that for a minute. Think about as, the mechanics as, as of that. He's dying. There's some guy hovering over, pushing with a down jar. his chest with a jar, and it's the last one. The last one. Uh, there's all sorts of other stuff. There's there are there are probably thirty locomotives, like ranging from like the enormous. Country crossers, you know, the ones that would like push through the Rockies and carry millions of tons of freight and all that stuff all the way right. down to like little tiny kid, like ones that were built for rich kids that had private railways raised on their parents' estates. Right. Um, there are all sorts of like late 1800s, early 1900s houseware stuff. So there's a ton of like it, there's a thing that shows the evolution of the cooking stove and oven and range. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of car- – there's millions of cars. I mean there are – they have a uh, Tucker. 
you know, the, the, oh, I love from the, the man in his dream. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's all sorts of crazy concept cars that Ford had used over the years and, and as well as a bunch of others, like they have some model T's, I presume the model T's model A's. Uh, there's a whole gallery of like fin cars with fins. Mm. Um, there's another thing attached to it because Henry Ford had a money that is unimaginable in our day. Yeah. Also, he was crazy, it seems like. So when he would travel and would see something he would like, he would just have it shipped to to Dearborn. So there's a English village, like a Middle Ages English village where all the doors are four feet high and uh-huh. and – you know, it's like they they basically disassembled that and then reassembled it, shipped it over here and then reassembled it. There's a Dutch windmill that was shipped over. Wow. Um, I mean, it, it is – if you are into technology or the history of technology at all, That sounds great. Fascinating. I would go to that. We should go on a field And they trip. have the Rosa Parks bus. Oh. They have the Rosa Parks bus. I wonder if you can – And Thomas Edison's last probably won't let you inside. Like, you probably can't no, go You, can, you can't go yeah, sit yeah. in the seat, I'm sure. Is um Is the Spruce Goose – Still the Spruce Goose is in exist? Oregon. Yeah, I've seen that too. Okay. The Spruce Goose is on the Oregon coast south of Portland someplace in uh, a, actually a surprisingly good aviation museum for the middle of Oregon. I'd love, I'd love to see that as well. Um, it, is, it is shockingly big. The number one thing in the world yeah. – and I'll, I'll ask you what your, yours is as well, but I know what mine is. The number one thing – like famous artifacts, like yeah. things that really exist. Actually, yeah. there are two and I, I need to go to DC because I want to see them both. One is the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And the other one is the Wright Brothers Flyer. Yeah, they're both, they're both, they're in, both DC. in D.C. Yeah. yeah, I've seen both. I mean the Declaration of Independence actually is neat, but it's a little underwhelming because it's just a really old piece of paper that you can't I read really in, in, right. in, yep. in unbelievably thick glass. Yeah. And you know when you ask them if it has shit written on the back that's a treasure map, then they oh get really God, offended. I'm sure. <laughs> um, the, the Wright Flyer is pretty neat though. That's the Wright Flyer is just loose. It's just like out. Yeah, it's, uh, hanging, is it hanging. suspended? In the Smithsonian. Yeah, the, the Air and Space Museum Air is a Space phenomenal museum. museum. I want to. It's, it's a Smithsonian I, too. I could spend. I want to go to DC and just spend a whole week just going to the Smithsonian. Air and Space. I'm going to DC uh, next month, month I, after next. What yeah. for? Uh, probably meet my wife. Oh, okay, she's going to be there for something. I might. I've only ever been to DC bit. once, and it was at night when everything was closed. Oh, DC's oh. the museums in DC are fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to go. I want to go to Library of Congress and all those places. Yeah. Library of Congress super boring, except for oh, the really? except for talk to me before we go, but but. Before you go, because I can give you – I, I, my, my, I spent every summer there with my grandparents okay. when if, I was If you a go kid. to the Air and Space Museum, be sure to stop. I think in the lower lobby, lower ground, maybe outside the gift shop is where they have the original Enterprise. Oh, yeah. They have the Star Trek stuff. They have, um, they have a bunch of ICBMs. They have uh, the lunar lander that never got used. So they, they have, have the, the uh, Voyager. Remember that, that airplane that Burt Rutan and what's-his-name flew around the world nonstop without touching the ground? Do they have the Apollo 11 capsule? Uh, I think they have the Apollo 11 capsule. I'm not sure about that. Um, they have, uh, of course, the they, they have the Bell X1 that Chuck Yeager flew past the speed of sound the first time. Wow. And I think they also have an X3, which was the one that first crossed Mach 3. And then they have the X15, which was the rocket-powered thing that those guys actually got astronaut wings because they were they were going into space. There may be something else that exists that would that I'd be more in, that I'd be more impressed to see in real life than the flyer, but. But right now, that's that's my well. Concern. You know, you can see the Star Spangled Banner at the American History Museum. What's that? You know the the flag. the flag that Francis Scott Key wrote when he wrote the Star Spangled Banner. Well, what are we talking about? The flag that he was looking at, the or f- like the first draft of the? No, no, the dude. Moment? The flag that he was looking at is an enormous, huge American flag that has all sorts of holes shot through it. That's hanging up in the in the entry to the American History Museum. And what, what's the story behind that flag? Is it from the American Revolution or something? No, no, no. It's from the War of eighteen twelve. Francis okay. Scott Key was in uh, Fort. Uh, Fort McHenry, I think, in Baltimore. 
Okay. And uh, the English were attacking, shelling the shit out of the thing. He saw the shells exploding and wrote the song because he was like, this, despite all the explosions, the flag was still flying. We were like, fuck you, England. Where's the, and where's this now? Uh, that's in the American History Museum in, in D.C. So the, okay. in D.C. there's like seven or eight astounding museums and then there's a bunch of good art museums. But American History Museum, Air and Space Museum – the Natural History Museum is neat uh, just for the gems exhibit and the and the woolly mammoth that's stuffed in the entry. Uh-huh. Uh, but the rest of the natural history stuff doesn't age – like that is that was much less impre- – much more impressive when I was 12 than it is now. But American History is really good. They have a good history of technology exhibit there as well um, and a bunch of neat computer stuff like history of computers and all that. Mm. Um, and they have Fonzie's jacket in the basement. Yeah, I know they have a bunch of the, yeah. the pop culture stuff. Yeah. I like the pop culture stuff. Um, and then there's a bunch of great, like, astound- really, really amazing art museums. Modern Art Museum in there is really good. And the um, the Japanese Art Museum. I remember when I went to the buried the, the National good. Gallery in London. I think it's at the National. Well, that's a whole different kind of art museum. Um, well, yeah, we have, like, art that's more than 200 years old, for right. one thing. Yeah, thanks. Um, I remember, I remember looking at, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, because you expect it to be all like, like, like the Mona Lisa and stuff, like, behind, you know, bulletproof glass no, and stuff. No, it's not. Um, yeah, I was, I was, you walk in, you know, you go, the gallery is broken down to just lots of little rooms Yeah, and you walk in this little room and you're, 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 you're three feet away from Van Gogh's sunflowers. That's how most museums are. That's how art museums are. I know, but I, I don't look, dude, do I look like somebody spends a lot of time in museums? Have you been to the Louvre and seen Mona, the Mona Lisa? No, but I hear that's really underwhelming because you can't get it near it. It's behind all this glass. It's behind it's like, glass, right? Not only is it behind glass, it's, it's like, because it's the one thing everyone goes to see. It's basically at the end of this long hallway. It's a stream of people. So, so you, you have to go appreciate yeah, all this other yeah. art on the way. And, and you walk, just get funneled walk, through, right? You're funneled through and then you look at it for a few seconds and then you get funneled out. That's it. That's the right. same way the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution are. Right. But well, The Magna Carta is there though. You can spend a lot of time with the Magna oh, see, Carta. That Nobody be, gives a shit about that. I'd be impressed that. by the Magna Carta. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just you standing there. It's like I guess if you were a crazy person, you could just like rip it off the wall or something. I'm amazed that it doesn't or happen. Or spit on it. Well, do those ushers? The ushers in art museums are. I mean, they're like if my mom was a nine on the scale of one to ten about not letting me touch shit. The ushers are about a thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you if you if you start to trip, there will be a dude that dives and knocks you to the ground before you hit the hit yeah. the painting. They yeah. are aware of everyone at all times in the yeah. room. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't remember what that guy's question was now. <laughs> what is your, what is, what is the, what would you, is there something that is on your list that you haven't seen um, that you'd like to see? I'm a always real, into real space thing, stuff. Whether it be a piece of art or a historical um, artifact of some kind. Hmm. I, I, I actually would like to go and see the European art museums. I've never been, never been to Europe really at all and never been to the art museums. Um, and that's something we don't get here. I, I've always had a fascination with castles too. I like old stuff actually. Oh, F yeah, castles. F yeah, we PG thirteen it today. Old castles and stuff. Castles. Yeah, I want to go someplace with secret rooms and Tower passageways and stuff good, like that. And, and very uh, interesting. I want, I want an isolated castle like the ones like the Disney movies are based on, just in the middle, like top of a mountain. like the Beast's castle. It's crazy, crazy castles. I wouldn't mind going to that that uh the mountain fortress that was in uh, Never Say Never Again. No, no. Um. Oh, live and let die, or or, or Hitler's uh, the uh, Eagle's Nest. Really? I don't think you can go there, can you? Oh no, it's top of mountains. In battle, it was in Battlefield uh, Battle, 1942. Yeah, no, Secret weapons of World War II. Yeah, it was also in Call of Duty. Um, I don't think I, I don't think they let you. I don't think they celebrate that. Normally. The one, the one when people ask me for tips on London, the one place that I, I mean, not everyone has the same interest, but the thing that I always found the most interesting there was the Cabinet War Rooms. Fascinating. Oh, that's true. The underground bunkers where Churchill, you know, fought the whole. War. You know, I would like to go see Cheyenne Mountain. That's what I would like to see. Where NORAD is? No, no, NORAD's in uh, in uh, Omaha. 
I've been there. That's that's pretty neat, but it's not it's not what you it's like you can go in and see the war room and it's like a big three story screen and all that. It wasn't that impressive. Mm. Uh Cheyenne Mountain is the underground bunker, like the fallout vaults. That's what I would like to see. Okay. Um the 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 other the other museum, like my three favorite museums, we've talked about this, and I apologize for keeping going on this. The other astoundingly awesome museum is the Wright Patterson is the aviation museum at Wright Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio, where the Wright brothers were from. Okay fantastic they have like sr-71s they have that remember the valkyrie the the uh british bomber from it was in thunderball i think it was the one that crashed into the water okay i mean i don't think that was actually what they they used but it's the obvious inspiration they have one of those there it's enormous they have sr-71s and all sorts of other crazy awesome shit i'd like to see some civil war battlefields and i'd like to go to normandy as well i've been to a lot of civil war battlefields you've been to gettysburg i've Gettysburg, never been to gettysburg Antietam. But I've been to Antietam and I've been to Bull Run. Now, is there to, anything to uh, – do they have historical shit there or is it just, I mean, there's, just there's, looking there's, at Big Field? Visitor centers and Big Fields. Mm. Now, and presumably they're, they're protected, right? They can't ever build on those sites, I would imagine. I would, for the Are most they part, they designated no. like national parks Yeah, they're national, national historic places. Have you ever something. seen Mount Rushmore? I've never been to – I'm going to go there in, in, uh, yeah, in September, I think. Have you been to the Grand Canyon? I've been to the Grand Canyon. What's that like? It's big. It's – no, no. It's It's like – you think you know what big is, but you fucking can't imagine how big the Grand Canyon is. It's it's unfathomably large. Right. That's what I hear is that you you think you you think you understand. You've seen the pictures and you've seen it on TV, but you go and you go, oh, this is actually much bigger in real life. I mean, it is it is just breathtakingly large. Um, see other stuff. Uh, Yos- I think Yosemite is actually more more fun than I like Grand Yosemite. Canyon. Well, somebody you can ha- you can camp out there. Or you can do a little hiking. Well, say, and it's a special kind of gorgeous. I mean, it's not like anything I've ever seen before. Yeah. Um, the pyramids in Chichen Itza, that was, I'd like to love to go to the Egyptian pyramids. I'd like to see the pyramids. I'm hopeful for democracy in Egypt. So it's not terrifying to go there anymore. Yeah. Um, the, the, if the, if the Egyptian pyramids are more impressive than the Mayan or Incan or whatever they are pyramids in, in Mexico, then, um, they're probably something pretty amazing. The problem with those sites is that it's, they're all so touristy that you could never enjoy them. Like you, you, yeah. You I mean, sometimes it's sometimes it's worth it. If you go to Stonehenge, it's really yeah. underwhelming because you can't get anywhere near it. Yeah, really. Yeah, I you mean, you can't walk out in the stones. No, there's you, and you and you can't even get with. I I don't know what the perimeter is, but it's it's in the hundreds of feet. You you Jesus. can't get anywhere near that the, the actual it's henge itself. Barrier, yeah, yeah. Well, that's lame. What are they? Were they afraid Bart Simpson's going to knock them over? Or something? I think they're worried that people are going to mess with it. Yeah, you I mean, paint on some it, asshole carve his put, name put in the side. In it. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I think that's paint. probably valid. Yeah. Um, they used to allow you know the modern day druids to go there, and I think they eventually even cut that out. Fucking druids. Yeah. <laughs> Norm, what do you think? What's yours? Uh, I don't know. Space shuttle? Are you, are you going to go see the space shuttle when they're at uh, the Air and Space Museum in Dulles? At Dulles? I've never been no, there. No. Are they going to? They're going to put a space shuttle there? Yeah. I think Discovery's going there. That would be cool. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I love all the big airplane stuff. I like, I, I'd like to go to one of the presidential museums and see Air Force One and that kind of stuff. Oh, the Ronald Reagan one is the one to go yeah. to for that. They, they have an Air Force One there, right? They well, have they have Air three Force Air Force Ones there. What? Because they have uh, – the, before it was a 7, 747, they have a 727, 760. I don't know. S- presidential museums are really 707 maybe. and they're a lot of fun to go on. I've only been in a couple. but uh, <laughs> It's funny. We, my, parents, my parents' business has always been to sell to those guys. Like they sell stuff that sells in the gift shop there. So we've been to all sorts. We went to all sorts of those. When two I was a kid two and things I here in the, in the Bay Area that I would recommend actually. Much more recent history but very interesting. One is the Walt Disney Family Museum. Oh, yeah. right I've not been there yet. Very interesting. Yeah. 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 And the other one is the Charles Schultz Museum down I've in uh, Santa Rosa. Oh. But they have, they have his original uh, office all recreated and all kinds of amazing – 
Have you uh, original artwork? It's fantastic. Have you been to the Computer History Museum in Mountain View? It's pretty good. No, I'd like. That's to, okay. That sounds it's, like the sort of thing I'd be interested in, though. Yeah, it's neat. I mean, they have a Babbage machine there that uh, that that like actually works. Oh wow, it's kind of crazy. But most of the computer stuff is just in this one big room, and that's all stuff on shelves. It's not very displayed, very nice. Right. Um, that's but true. But they do have like the old IBMs and the like. The, well, they have like the Sinclair and all that stuff. Yeah, really, really big room sized machines. Right. Computers. Yeah. People pictures of people wearing Buddy Holly glasses. Love that stuff. Um. What, so what's yours, Norm? You never I, said. I don't know. You don't know. Norm has no interest in history. I want to see. He lava. can't win at it. I always wanted to see lava. I, I want to go to Korea. Real lava. Watch, watch people play yeah. StarCraft live. I'd like to go see Vesuvius. Where is that? Uh, Pompeii in Italy. Is I'd that, just like to go to Rome. Actually, I mean, I've never been to Rome. I think that would be we, awesome. We went from well, Rome places, has a bunch of we, historical we went, shit. We went from like the one thing, like historical, like notable thing in U.S. history thing we'd like to see. Yeah, now it's so like, like a travel. Where, yeah, where would yeah. you want to go? Yeah. Now I'm talking about like physical interesting things that you'd yeah. be like most like, – things that still exist like the first thing of, of this particular – I'll tell you what I'd like to see then. What? I would like to go see the shit that the Apollo 11 guys left behind on the moon. What That's you, what I would like to go see. Why would you want to see that? Dollars, like moon I want to see the footprint. I want to see how big my foot is compared to Neil Armstrong's. Yeah, but you would have to go to the moon. Exactly. That would be awesome. Why would you not want to go to the moon? Am I right? There's, I mean, they left quite a bit of junk behind, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, there's like a reflector thing to tell how far the moon is from the Earth. There's right. the golf club. The, the flag. The, the, well, the flag got knocked still, over. Oh, it did? I mean, a lot of, yeah, when they took off. No, no, no. The flag was, it's, it's fixed. It's a fixed position. I'm sure it's fixed, but I bet it got knocked over. I mean, there's nothing, there's no wind or anything to knock it over, right? So well, but when they good. took off, there was exhaust. They took off. Yeah, with, I, imagine they took, I imagine they took that into account. Uh, one would think that, but, you know, pencil pushers at NASA. NASA. Yes, I would like to go to the moon. I would also like to visit the International Space Station. That would be the the if I could see anything and cost was no object, you I would go. go I would go station. to the space station for who two would, days. Who, which living person would you be most impressed to meet? You know, we've rolled in the fake outtakes. Yeah, let's let's close the show and we'll continue. Okay. Um. So that wraps it up for us this week. For Norman Chan, Gary Wood, I'm Will Smith. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode of This Is Only Attached. Stay tuned for fake outtakes. Hi there, I didn't see you. Tested. I like Fruit and I like Fingered Ninja, and this game is for me because it's called Fruit Ninja. Tested. I don't know who I want to talk to. Living. living well, here's person. the thing. I think there's a difference between who you would actually want to like have dinner with. Yeah. Like, who would be the most interesting companion for like an hour of conversation? And who you'd just be most impressed to meet? Like, I don't know if Neil Armstrong would be the most most interesting to- person to talk to over dinner for an hour. Right. Because I think he's kind of reclusive. And, and also, but I, I definitely would be impressed to meet there, him. There are conditions. Like, would you really want to have dinner with someone like so intellectually like, like it's brilliant? And yeah, they think you, you know, wouldn't really they, be able they to walk away them. exactly. And they walk. Did you away see the episode of South Trump? Park where Root Cartman right? dressed up like a robot? Like, I yeah, would love exactly. to meet did you. Read that the that story in Wired about the guy who used to work at Microsoft, and now he he wrote that uh, modern, Paul Allen. No, the modern um, oh, uh, modern cuisine cuisine book, and how he's just this crazy brilliant guy. Like, I'd love to have a conversation or meet him and listen to him. That talk. book's getting real up and down reviews, though. Um, Seems but, like a jack of all trades, master of none, and it's five hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah.
I think the problem with meeting any of these like super famous, interesting people is that you just, you would be constantly self conscious about like how do you make conversation with these people yeah. that stuff that well, they haven't heard a million. I just want to listen to them talk. Maybe well, yeah. he, the thing for me is I'm not so much into the meeting. Like the meeting, I don't like. I'd much rather, like if I if it's me shaking hands with somebody famous, I don't. That doesn't do a whole lot for me. Like it's not something I'm going to ever seek out. Right. Because I I mean. Like if I can't have a conversation with somebody, I don't. It's not like just saying, "Oh yeah, that one time I met Brad Pitt." Doesn't do any good. But there's nothing you can really contribute to that conversation. Like Gary, there's only one person, right? What for me? Yeah. What are we talking about? Steve Jobs. I've met Steve Jobs. A conversation with Steve Jobs. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The, your conversation it was with the, Steve. It was the time of your the, dinner with Steve. It was the, at the time of um, the uh, when the Mac G3s came out. Okay. The first kind of colorful Macs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, fir- the first revision of Macs after – The IMAX. Steve came – no, the, just before the IMAX. T- oh, 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 okay. The blue Well, ones. I mean – no, I think yeah, it, was, it was the – I don't remember when they like came the at the same towers. time. If the, if it was the, the pop-out door with the flap down. The Jolly Rancher IMAX yeah. and the G3 mm-hmm. Tower Max, I think. The, the first ones that looked kind of plastic. Yeah, they were blue. Yeah. yeah. It was that. And it was there was there was some talk at the time that Apple was going to get seriously into gaming <laughs> every few years. Um, <laughs> but it was – so it was Chris Anderson – who was my boss Ted's at the Chris time. Ted's Chris Anderson, not now, Chris Anderson. What? Ted's yeah. Chris right. Anderson. Yeah. Well, it's easy to get the Chris two mixed Anderson, up because yeah. they're in similar spheres. But Chris Anderson, who founded the company that I used to edit PC Gamer and for. And we used to work for. Yeah, we all, all, of, us. all of our bosses. Yeah. Uh, who now runs Ted, which yeah. is its own fascinating thing. Yes. Um, he got a meeting with Steve Jobs and brought some of, some of the editors along with him. And Steve, I honestly don't remember what the conversation was, but I put a couple of questions to to Steve, and we sat and talked about Max for a bit. And it was this is this is before Jobs was this is before your to, Apple love yeah. started, really. Well, no, well, I mean, I always had Apple love, before, but this is before Jobs became, you know, the, such the a icon, such an iconic figure because this was at the beginning of of, of what this is pre iPod. Yeah. So this is he's only a budding deity. Yes, he was only a demigod <laughs> at that time. Um, but that was that was cool. Um. Again, it's like I think like someone like Paul McCartney, I'd be interested. I, I'm interested in meeting people that like have achieved immortality. I think that's really interesting. It must be very satisfying. Well, you've met and, people like that. I mean, I've met some people like yeah. that. It must it must be interesting to to meet people. It must be very interesting to to know that even though you will die, you've cr- you've you've created something that will that will last way be well beyond. beyond your life. Like they'll be naming high schools, and he'll be in history books. Neil Armstrong. You know, forever. I mean, he's he's immortal as a character in history now. Yeah. Because no one else can ever be the first person that did that thing. And he fucked it up. He fucked up the line. Yeah. But that's okay. It's kind of. I, I can imagine. You, I, I, I'd like to see like you Zephyr do better. Cochran. You can't even fucking say this is episode fifty. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying. It up. You'd think he had three fucking days to fly out there and practice. Yeah, and all you're doing is sitting right. in a room. You haven't just spent like three days traveling to the fucking moon, Pooping and about to sock. do one of the most momentous things in human history. Yeah. Wow. Don't you think it's kind of pathetic that we've never been that that was that was the pinnacle? I think that and, and that was what forty years ago. Thirty five was the last one. Yeah, in seventy no, seventy six was the, the first time. Six, well, sixty nine was, was the first, was the first time. Yes, yeah, so I'm saying we've never really ago. done anything more impressive than that. Computers. We bombed the shit out of Vietnam. Your phone. No, but I mean in terms of space exploration. Well, I mean, the, the, of course, it's the money. But the difference is, all the computing power that got us to the moon fits in your pocket now. I, you know, I made the comment, and XKCD made made the same comment in a cartoon recently, where you know the yeah. guy's going, "Where's my jetpack? Here's your fucking jetpack. Look at this thing." Well, if, so it, 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 if I, did, I'm holding up an iPhone right now. Yes, it could be an Android phone or, or something else. But yeah. if I had told you even ten years ago, 
yeah. that this thing, that this thing would exist. You you you'd be laughing at me. So I was I'm reading this book uh, called The Information. Just came out like last week or the week before, and it's basically about information theory and uh, a, a professor named Shannon something who basically invented the bit. Like he was the first person who said, um, "Hey, this is this is a way we can." measure we can measure information is something that we can measure just like you can measure the number of miles you know how 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 far you travel or how loud something well, is well a bit is is just either a zero or one right right exactly so um it, it basically i i'm literally i just started reading the prologue last night so i'm i'm not very far in but it's about information theory and all that and i mean that's that's what that's the thing that's happened over the last 40 years that is the great uh um Advancement. I mean, if you look at it, the same year that that happened, um, the same year that this happened, the guys who uh, I'm trying to find the the link here. Oh, the 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 basically this the two things happened in the same year, and the year was uh, 1948. Bell invented the transistor, you know, the silicon transistor, which is right. the thing that is basically you know won three dudes the Nobel Prize and has changed the world over the last you know century. Yes. Um, and at the same time, this this guy named Shannon, something Shannon. I can't remember his name. I should have written this down. Uh, Claude Shannon invented basically computer. Yeah, you know, the, the the languages that we use to speak to computers. Um, We're talking about going from analog to digital. Yeah, exactly. Put, putting information into electricity. Yeah, I got to read more into energy. I mean, I agree. I mean, it's easy, you know. To, uh, certainly, the 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 mass proliferation and 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 accessibility of information that we've got through the internet is. Is is no small achievement. I mean, that's pretty amazing. But if we're just talking about specifically space exploration, I think I, I think if you just said to people in 1916, I think you said to the guys in NASA, um, you're celebrating well, Armstrong landing. If you said to them, you know what, 40 years from now, that's as this is as far as so, you're, 40 years from now, you'll have gone no further. But I think they they wouldn't believe that. But, I mean, the space station. Let's the space station. While it is a boondoggle and a giant waste of money in some aspect, is also a pretty substantial accomplishment. I mean, that thing is huge it's really really big mm-hmm. tons hold on i'm gonna i'll get the exact number but um i mean that, that we haven't gone beyond low earth orbit in 40 years as I know, people but, like, but, but the stu- robots are out there but studying like how 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 more quickly a fucking tulip bulb grows in outer space is not that sexy well, no, I, I'm not talking – but I mean the things that they do in the space station are ultimately going to help us figure out how to get out of orbit. I mean we know much more about long-term habitation in space as a result of that. Yes, but why Why is it that it seems like technology is moving very, very, very quickly here on Earth? Like again, that the, the, the iPad, the iPhone you've got there is more powerful than the, the, than the Jolly Rancher iMac that we had 10 years ago. That's pretty yeah. incredible. Why, why have we not seen a similar – why do we not have incredible – uh, because a similar amount of amazingness in space. The physical limitation, the, the next step is so far away. Well, and we also to get there. We we can't. Just, well, Mars is not. We spend that more far money away. bombing bombing Iraq well, on any given day well, yes. than we do. You know, I mean, that's the fundamental problem is we don't spend any money on it. Right. Um, however, ISS is is almost a million pounds. I mean, it's big. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a place that people can live. It is a house in space. We'll put it in real terms. Like, is it how long is it? You're gonna loaf of bread. It is 163 feet long, 357 feet wide, and 66 feet tall. Wait, so 163 now, feet long? That's not even a football field, right? So yeah, but well, but big. 357 feet wide is, is a football. field. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right. So it is longer, but I mean, some of that solar panels too. I'm sure. Right. 
But I mean, it is a substantial accomplishment. Now, I have no idea what we even do up there. What, what's going on? It's mostly space long-term station. space research. Right. I mean, the, the biggest, I think the most valuable thing that we've done is seen what happens to people when they're in microgravity for, you know, six, seven do you, months. Let me ask you this. Do you think that if the political will and the funding existed, that we have the technology to go to Mars right now? I do you think, think NASA, I think figure, that we, if they said, here, okay, NASA, here's unlimited money. Ten years. And unlimited political goodwill. I think we can could, you get us to Mars in ten years? You I think, think could do it. I think yeah, we could leave years, for yes. Mars in the same amount of time it took us to get the Apollo eleven. Ten years. Shot. Ten years. Ten years. I think ten and years. Then, and then, and then whatever money, it is yes. in transit time, probably right. a few more years. The thing is, the thing is, in three years in Congress, there'd be a, a change in in feeling toward NASA, and they'd pull funding. Oh no, that's definitely which is what's happened every well. fucking time. Fiat. We're talking about like yeah. no, but I'm yeah, saying yeah, in a in a in a in a perfect. In a perfect environment. Look, if they can go to the moon with slide rolls, we can go wherever we want. We just have to have the money and the and the and the will to do it. Yeah, right. We, we can go out of the solar system. Just put families on there. And I don't babies. think we can go outside the solar system. I think that's yeah. That that's I don't know how you. Would that's do a, that. that's a that's a couple of orders of magnitude more. Viger is outside the solar system. Well, but that's a single probe powered by plut- uh, uranium sure. decay. I'm, I'm not saying any human could survive it. Oh yeah. Well, if we want to kill people, we can do that on Earth. Well, no, we don't have to spend a lot killing, of money you know, on that. Th- then they could. It'd be like a. An, uh, generation arc boat. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, there's, there's substantial problems with that that we'll solve on the way to Mars, like how to keep air from leaking out of ships and how to generate new air and how, like, what kind of nutrients and shit we have to pack to keep people alive and how much water we need and all that kind of stuff. How it's you a back topic. Is, is no small concern either. Well, I think if you're leaving the solar system, you're probably not coming back. First baby born space. That'll be the next milestone. You don't, you don't think that they would, uh, that the first people outside go to Mars, would be assumed that they no, would no. come back. Yeah, no, the people who go to Mars would come back. Right, but that's the people who are going out back from Mars. But the question is, should we assume that? I mean, if we're going to call, if we're serious about colonizing Mars, then we shouldn't plan on bringing people back. It's a waste of time. Yeah, but the first and energy. Yes, but the first people that would go probably would not be the first people to be doing colonization. Well, no, no doubt. Well, yeah, the first I mean, people to go, but, but why get, not? We just get someone there. The first people to go should be robots. I mean, we're already doing that. Well, we've we're done robots. No, but I mean, like robots that build habitats and all that kind of stuff. Come back just to know it's possible to come back. I guess that's true. And then you start sending with all that new information, it's like a wealth of new data. Then you start sending the, the you know, the arcs and the materials. I don't know. I mean, the, the other side of it is that the, the actual, if you think about the math of how much energy it takes to move people from earth to Mars to, to colonize Mars, like it's a, it's a terrifying problem. I mean, it we're just, not going to do it with chemical rockets. It just seems like colonizing Mars just seems very, very uh, inefficient it's, in it's that a, it's, a solution. it's not a livable environment. It, it's, it, I mean, why not just create, why, why not just create cities on problem. the ocean floor? Yeah. I mean, it's no, yeah, the, ocean, the ocean floor is no less, no more livable than, than the surface of Mars. Actually, it's much more livable than the surface of Mars because there's a lot of water around you. Right. So you can turn water into air and there you go. That's the next big frontier. Space. No. See. Yeah, I mean, there are, a lot, there are a lot of kind of oceanographic type people that will tell you why are we even going to space when we haven't even explored like seven-eighths of the planet yet. I mean, that's what that's that's always been the case. The Cousteau – that's the Cousteau family motto, I think. But the problem is that the majority of that ocean, the, the depths are so crushing that it's actually really pointless. I am a little pissed though that we don't have like abyss-style undersea habitats at this point. Okay, it just seems like such a dangerous endeavor – like you're surrounding yourself in death. Well, but we're not I mean, supposed maybe, to maybe live in even, that environment. No, no, but we're not, not supposed to live in fucking Alaska either, but we do. I mean, we've always – we have the, the beautiful part about being toolmakers is that we can build the tools to live wherever we want. In a thousand years, we'll have tools that let us live on the surface of the sun if people are stupid and want to get a good suntan. 
I think that's, oh, that's I like think that's beyond. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but maybe not even like so far underwater, but just like platforms on water with undersea attachments. Yeah, I can see. I can see people living. I can see. I can see people living in massive um, man-made islands. Yeah, man-made cities in space that are close enough to the sun that energy is no problem at all. That would be great. Infinite living, energy. energy. Living under the sea, just like you're just waiting for that fucking dome to crash. Under the sea. The whole time. Under the sea. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to live under the sea. I don't want to live under Darling the sea. Skirting. Well, the Bioshock made it look pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Did, did you play the same fucking game I did? Until it all went horribly wrong. <laughs> right. Yes, but that, would, but that was the thing, though. That was like a Jurassic... You know, this is why I never bought into that central premise of Jurassic Park. Like they say, nature fun. Jurassic Park didn't go wrong because there was a flaw in the plan. Jurassic Park went wrong because of one motherfucker. Well, but there's one but, guy. No, I think but the, 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 the point is, there's always a motherfucker. There's, yeah, that's there's, part. Yeah. I mean, and that's part we, of the chaos. We are the problem. Is there's always there's always we are the monsters. Human scary. element. Yeah. yeah, we are the monsters. We are the real monsters. Um, I don't know, man. Did you see the thing about the 2,500 year old brain? No. I'm gonna flip this around so Gary can appreciate this picture. Oh, that's horrible. It looks like pie. It looks like, it looks like a meat pie. From no, it Henry does not. No. Oh, we should go there. No, we are not going there. Oh, I'll totally go to Henry Sunan. That's a 2,500 year preserved human brain. Yeah. Where did they find that? In England, of course. That's horrific looking. It was, uh, it's a yellow, they opened the skull from the 2,500 year old skull and we're like, ah, it's probably gonna be empty like they all are. And then they're like, holy shit, there's a brain. Now, I, I always, I'm terrible at this stuff. For some reason, I can never put this, keep this stuff set up in my head okay 2500 years ago where are we in, uh, in human roman history? roman roman times pre-christ rome okay yeah yeah 500 years Gr- greek and christ yes yeah. so, so not so height of the roman empire yes Hi- height of the roman empire yes. yeah okay uh, but, but no height of the roman empire roman empire lasted a long time in the greater scheme of things but yeah okay. i mean basically greek, greek dudes times. dudes were wearing sandals and togas and stabbing each other with spears and yes. carried shields right swords were a relatively Who, new thing. now it was iron age in Eng- so, now the thing is we don't know as much about england because there's not records from that time but it was uh that's anglo uh pr- prior to the anglo-saxon invasions well yeah that didn't happen until I mean, 1500 years well, later well no no the saxons invaded from from the east um the the first Saxons. The oh, people yeah, I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of the Norman. Invasion. You're thinking about the Norman, yeah, yeah William are, the Conqueror you know, the, and all that. The, uh, the Germanic tribes, kind of like a uh, beginning of uh, Gladiator. Uh, yeah, kind of actually. Yeah, so uh, Iron Age basically. They didn't. They, we hadn't discovered steel. Steel was was being built, made in Japan, I think, at that point, but not anywhere okay. else. If civilization has so this, me and this, so this would have been like the height of uh, Sparta and Greece and all that good stuff. No, right? after that, after that, uh, Sparta and Greece were two thousand. We're uh, three, three, three to 4,000 yeah, yeah, years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little more advanced. I think. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always fuzzy on that stuff because yeah, when, yeah, when I learned that, we used the dates that they used, not the dates that we used. So it's always a little hazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was in a pit. And uh, how was it preserved? Was it? Well, they don't. They're, they're, they're figuring it out. Why didn't it rot into nothing? Well, basically, they say the brain is the first thing to deteriorate and go to liquid because it's a lot of fat. Mm. Um, and what they are saying, I read this on Monday, so I don't remember, but, uh, basically the upshot is it's not intentionally preserved when it was in the mud pit that it was, ba- the, the body was buried in, uh, there was no oxygen. This is the same thing. You know how they sometimes find like bodies of saber tooth tigers and shit like that in bogs yeah. in England. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. There's no oxygen in the, in the mud. Uh, so like a top so type thing. there was no bacteria to break down the protein and everything ended up being out. Okay. Okay. Well, um, what can we really learn? I mean, it just looks like a brain. It looks like yeah. an old, moldy brain. Well, they called Jeff Goldblum, so they're going to see if they can reanimate the guy. Was he in Reanimator? No, no, no. He, but he, life finds a way. 
Oh, mm. I see. I, I think you kind of mixed up your sci-fi metaphors That's there. Possible. You played it safe and you said Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's always a good bet. Um, anyway, twenty-five. It would be great if they could um, they could uh, get in there and and pull the information out of it and see what it was like to live twenty-five hundred years ago. Yeah, preserve the brain. I, I think they want to you know preserve it as long as they can, so we can do that. I think that's a good idea. I don't think it's good. I don't think there's anything left there. That's my bet. Well, there's the neurons are still connected. Yeah, but I, well, anyway, we don't know. We don't know about how the brains work to know if there's anything left. That's the funny thing. Yeah, I, guess I mean, you can't even plug. A, oh, this is this a is a real brain. Lays the basis for a, a future Star Trek episode. Well, what happens? There, when there are no future Star Trek episodes. Norm. Well, that's very pessimistic. Or optimistic if you watched Enterprise. That'll be a scary development the day that we figure out how to uh, read people's brains. I, you, no, it's not. You, you, that's an awesome development. No, that means you can then upload yourself into you, the computer. Live forever. Yes, but then but I'm first in line for that. I'll pay two hundred fifty dollars a year. <laughs> yeah. for to live in the cloud. That's that's cool. But then, how do you get away from the Orwellian stuff? It'll work itself out. Uh, yes. No, no, not just the with you. Self. With you going to jail it's, for it's, some it's perverted the, thought you just it, had. No, no, but sense of self. There's a lot of philosophical. Well, yeah. Once you upload to the computer, are you still a person, or you're part of the hive mind? I mean, from I mean, it would be good in terms of uh, criminal law and stuff. I mean, there'd be no issue of uh, of uh, of innocence or guilt. I mean, you'd know if someone committed a crime if they were oh, lying. You're just doing in, a intentionality. Minority report. Wait, what? Intentionality. What about things well, minority report is completely different. Minority report is reading well, the future. Reading the future, but like you know, if if they if they can read your brain, read your thoughts, but you haven't done anything. Well, no, but you could read your memory and know if you did it or oh, not. True. Right. I'm okay with that. It wouldn't stop crime. It'd be easier to capture people. I think if nobody can lie, then the world's probably a better place. If nobody can lie. I, did you did you not see that I in think, the movie? I don't watch Ricky Gervais movies. I think that if that were if that really were to happen, society as we know it would fall apart. Would wait, 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 wait. Will does not watch Ricky Gervais movies. Yeah, why? <laughs> it was a bad movie, dude. It's a bad movie. I like Ricky Gervais, but I think he's, some of his movies he struggled. Thank you. I, lo- I loved Ricky Gervais' show. Well, that's One not a movie. Well, that's TV. a different thing. Right. I liked Extras. I liked The Office. I don't yeah. like his movies. Yeah. They're bad. I think that's, I think that's fair enough. Um, yeah. I read this book the other day um, by a guy named Stephen Baxter and a reader recommended it called Coalescence. And I'm going to spoil it. So if you want to read this, we'll, we'll, there won't be anything else after this. I think we're probably wrapping up because I'm getting really hungry and I know everybody else is too. Uh, but it's basically about a uh, the develop the the cu- turning humanity into a hive mind. So into the Borg, no, not the well, kind of into the Borg, but not not mechanically, Borg, just Borg through behaviors, contact, just through behaviors. So the idea is to follow some th- basic rules. You know, um, don't ask questions. Sisters are more imp- important than kids. I can't remember what the third one was. Um, and basically that eventually when presented – when put into confined spaces, the premise was that humanity will evolve into a hive-type mind. True, not true, believe, not believe. I, I don't understand anything of what you just said. Okay, so what does that mean ants. sisters are more important than kids? Well, so the so with, with ants, ants behave in a way that is not evolutionary – compatible with evolutionary biology, right? Because you know the pre- tenets of evolutionary biology say that – uh, if you are an ant, if you are an individual, it's better for you to pr- press your genetic material forward into future generations of, um, of of uh, of you, whatever your species is, right? Yeah, sure. Yes. So you know, 
I want to have kids. My genetic material will live on. That's my primary purpose as an exi- as an organism. Yes. Ants and other hive animals go against this trend because in an ant society, there's only a few – very small number of, of uh, animals that can breed uh, and have a chance of passing on their genetic material. But a lot of the ants behave in a very selfless way when presented with outside stimuli that is bad for them. So for example, if uh, if an ant colony floods, they make a giant ball of ants. The ball, ants on the outside die, but the queen and the and the important ants on the inside live, right? Same thing when it freezes. The you know, the the ant ball stays gets cold on the outside. Some of them die, the rest of them live. Kind of like March of the Penguins. No, not really, because March of the Penguins are trying to feed their own offspring. No, but they, they in the cold, they all create a big ball and they rotate the penguins in and out. But they rotate the penguins in and out. The uh, ants don't do that. Stupid ants. I, get, I mean, I get where you're going with it, but I, I, I don't agree that that necessarily means that ants uh, operate uh, contrary to evolutionary well, biology. But the, 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 if you, have to, you just think of the colony as a single entity. Well, that's the thing, is the colony becomes that's a single a entity. Yeah, that's why it's a hive. Right. So, and because... And that's where the sisters are more important than children. So the, the the sterile worker ants have no opportunity to have children. Their goal is to protect the the children of their of the other members of the colony. You know, the all children are equal in their eyes. All of the baby ants. Mm-hmm. So can can humanity turn into a hive? Wait, why why are sisters more important than children? Then sisters are more important than children. I'm sorry, children are. Uh, uh, Fuck, I'm, I'm going to totally mess this up. Sisters are more important than children. Sisters, everybody's a sister. Kids are your own offspring. Why sisters and not brothers? Well, in this case, it was all women in the hive. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, think, some... I think humanity pl- places too much importance on individuality and self-determination for that to but, be a thing that we would see within thousands of years. Do you think that's inherent though? Or do you think that's a product of an environment? Uh, like if you, took a, if you took kids and raised them in an environment where they were told – that they oh, were not individuals. All bad ideas. Don't ask questions. Bad. Do you think that would happen? These type of experiments are bad ideas. No, no I don't. I'm not. Kids in, in, thought experiment, not a real experiment. None of us have I'm kids. Teach them Klingon until they're five. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the magnet school for Klingon. Oh, man. <laughs> a lot of people do that here. They, they teach their kids like Korean or Chinese so they get to, get, get to go to the good school. Yeah, it's true. I wish there was gotta, a Klingon you magnet on, school. Get on the winning team now, Norman Chan. We got to get a Klingon magnet school happening. That's Come vital. Nuke neck. Okay, I'm done. Let's All go. Right. Eat, let's go eat some meatloaf sandwiches. Sure, you don't want those delicious meat pies? Oh, as well have a script. No, 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 I got the script. How come he has a coffee and I don't? I don't have a coffee. Well, how come he has a coffee and he just we has don't? A mug. No, he has oh, coffee. Well, it. you could have gotten coffee. I, I didn't know. We have a coffee maker. There's I, always coffee. You're welcome to you. Me costa su Gary, Gary, uh, Gary was asking why. Why didn't someone offer me coffee? Oh, hey, Gary, would you like some that's coffee? The, that's more. That's more along. He's got it right. Yeah. Would, would you like some coffee, Gary? <laughs> I, I, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Norm, would you go get Gary some no, coffee? I got. You want some coffee? <laughs> hey, can I borrow your coffee for a minute? Yeah, I'll go get coffee for you if you want. I don't. Give I a don't shit. expect anyone to get me coffee. I'm happy. I didn't know. I just. Hey, didn't man, know it was a thing that I could. I don't, are you going to throw I, it at me and be like, "Did you spit I'll, this coffee? Are there I'll boogers happily, in here?" Happily, and then throw it on me. I don't know. I don't know my, my way around your coffee stuff. Otherwise, I would happily make it. I'm, I'm going to go get you a cup of coffee right now. Well, right let back. me teach me to fish. Don't bring me a fish. <laughs> I want both. Te- give me the fish, and then maybe yes, well, give me a pamphlet about fishing. We do it now so that he doesn't have to do it. Do you want to get a mug? No. I think I can get a mug.